So I wrote this cheesy post-it note. Uh, really happy you're here, and thank you for that. This took me about 14 <laughs> months to get off the ground, and this being episode number 10 feels kind of milestone-y, so thanks. Hey, anniversary! All right. All right! Badass Records, episode 10. We almost had back-to-back 311 episodes. We kind of sort of accidentally had back-to-back Beatles episodes. Uh, and now, for sure, we have back-to-back Jason episodes. Who's the guy, the previous guy, Jason also? Jason Prophet, and now we got Jason Gherkin. Do I know Prophet? Uh, he went to East. Did you, where'd you, um, he's, uh, God, you might, uh, we played hockey together for like 20 years. He, uh, he's 51, uh, and was a goalie, but just had a hip replacement surgery. So no more goalie. he's done doing that. Um, Is he an industry guy? Yeah. Yeah. He sell, n- no, not service. Um, liquor store, a lot of liquor stores. Okay. Maybe I would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've known you about 22 years, sort of, um, yeah. do you, do you remember our first interaction? Uh, no. <laughs> was so that, was, you t- was that you tell me how to fucking, what's his name? Haircut or some shit? No, 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 no. That, that was way later. Was later? This is, uh, so, what's that guy's name? uh, Rob Thomas. Oh, yeah. And and I still I can I've asked you a thousand times to call you Rob because that and you'd call me Joe uh-huh. I don't remember why I don't remember okay well anyway uh, so this is like April two thousand um, and like food sales were pretty good at McCoy's but oh, yeah. but but booze late night was I mean it, it was bumping on the oh, weekends yeah. still before things shifted for the first time out of. A million but right um anyway i came up to oh, that place was a hustle i came up to the service well by the entry entryway to the bar and it was i mean it was like three deep always all the way around and so i was standing there for a while we i think we mcvicker was probably back there and probably someone else too maybe dave i don't know but uh we made eye contact a couple times and then finally you're like can i get you something man and i was like i was told we get a shift beer and you're like you fucking work here <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just started. So, but uh, it, it it's funny. Like you almost never were present in the expo area or back in the kitchen when you were doing shit. Some people, you know, Dave was oh, constantly right, right. on the move. Yeah, yeah. You'd see McVicker like maybe twice at the end of the evening bringing a rack back. Yeah. But I would, I never would see you. Right. Um, because you're probably always out there schmoozing. Yeah, a little smooth. Um, I, I didn't like to take glasses back to the dish room anyway. I like to wash them out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another... Or somebody else do it. Yeah. <laughs> another interaction we had in that very same spot. So this is going to be like two years and change later. Um, and before the remodel. So like, remember that big giant pillar? It was like small tiles. Um, so you can entry to the bars right here, the service walls right there, and you got this pillar and then you have, uh, where servers are coming to pick up drinks Yeah, by the tap tower. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anna's picking up drinks and I'm standing over that probably done, maybe getting going to order a drink and, uh, and he go, so Salviano, you think we would bang if you weren't hanging out with Joe? <laughs> <laughs> And I just kind of, you're like, oh, what's up, man? 
cheers to that. Yeah, man. Uh, she, the other, we have um, have a shared calendar just for the purpose yeah. of kid shit. Of course. Um, and so she said something the other day. She's like, I can't believe that you're booking all these people. And I'm like, why? And she's like, it's just weird. It seems weird that you know all these people. I'm like, I mean, I fucking went to six grade schools, you know, I've lived <laughs> right. in like five cities, my 24th home. Like I've just, life has put me in a place. Anyway, uh, I was like, are you, I, I didn't know, are you watching? I didn't know it was on your radar at all. She's like, it's on the calendar. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. So just a couple hours ago, she goes, is Jason Kirkin really coming to your house tonight? I was like, change your panties. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Tell him hi. I was already gonna, Jesus Christ. She came to Brewery Imperial a couple times. Um, and then she was also... Um, Shrinking for an ex of yours? Not ex. Oh, but, a buddy? Uh, a friend. Okay. She told me a, yeah, yeah. about as much as that and you trying to keep it like vague and private yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's about as much contact as we've had. Like, I'll talk to I'll talk to my friend. I'll be like, tell him I said hey. Right. <laughs> Um, and I actually approached her for uh, to see somebody else in her practice. Yeah, did it work out? No, I couldn't get the person to go. But what, what do you mean? I was trying to talk this person into going, and she didn't. She's like, oh, oh cut like a couples therapy situation. No, like, like you need somebody to talk to, and I will pay oh. for you to go talk to somebody because you don't have any money. Okay, and she's like, no, I'm not going. Wow, all right, cool. Um, I was telling, uh, the, a couple, the dude I had on here a couple episodes ago, I've, I've known him since like 93, 94. And he, he came around probably during, you know, that same early two thousands, he would, he would bounce in, you know, on the weekends or whatever. And one night he's in with this girl and he was like, you guys would, you know, probably enjoy each other's company. Um, and she was like, yeah, let's, you know. Um, and nothing happened then, but she it was probably, I've gotten two booty calls <laughs> in my life and they were both from her at, you know, two fifty Saturday leaving Westport. And the first time she came over, um, I, I mean, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, like is squirting pee? In, in, in porn I mean it, you, if you google it it's like mixed reviews well you know some of it isn't and some of it is yeah I mean I, I in, out of the, in porn I think that uh, I think some of it is and some of it isn't I, I think if, if they if there's I, I have seen it both ways okay with your own two eyes in real life yeah okay um, it's just like some, so much of it, you know, it, it seems like they're working it just right. And then it almost seems like there's, if uh, either they're good actresses or there's an orgasm attached to it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of acting in that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this girl, I mean, just fucking, it was like, I went to bed with this cup and accidentally knocked it over. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, that's something. And then a couple weeks later, a booty call again. And I, uh, I put a towel down on the bed and she was like, she, I mean before. And she was like, I'm so I'm like, no, it's cool, man. Like I'm, I'm ready now. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta get, uh, I have rubber sheets on mine. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
I. But not for that. It's because I'm definitely afraid of bed bugs. Oh. And I heard somewhere that rubber sheets will help you not get them. Right. Um, so the following, so that was a Saturday again. And then like, I don't know, Tuesday or so I'm on the line at McCoy's and there's like so much pivoting, you know, you got your hot side and cold okay. side and I'm on, I'm on, I'm in the middle. So I'm in between the broiler and saute and so I'm taking stuff off the flat top. And, and a couple times I just feel this like this drip single, like very detectable drip on my inner thigh. And I was like, Oh, that was really weird. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And at the end of the day, I, I called that buddy of mine that had introduced us to the, you know, and I was like, so check this out. And he's like, Oh, you got chlamydia. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool. Uh, he's like, I've had it like seven times. It's no big deal. I've had it a ton of times too. And I've never had to present itself that way. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't like, uh, any, I mean, I never actually saw it, so I can't say it was or wasn't gross, but it just felt like a droplet of water weird anyway so i go down to the health department and uh they're uh they've got the in the waiting room they have like this old av cart with a television just playing garbage footage of destroyed genitalia from people that have gotten shit from and i mean it was just like i'd rather watch people getting murdered this is way so too, way too much yeah, yeah the, the the propaganda they show for that kind of stuff is extreme yeah so i when it finally is my turn and this probably sounds stereotypical or whatever but this like 325 pound black lady sitting on a stool you know come on over and take your take your junk take your drawers down and just i mean goes in with a swab and you know like oh. several twists and turns and my knees are buckling and she's like all right now you have this prescription you'll be clear in like 10 days whatever um, but the most important thing you do today is get a hold of your partner yeah. and like, we'll, we'll arrange for a ride for her if that's, and do you have any other partners and does she, I'm like, I don't know, but I call her and I was like, so here's what's been going on and here's what today looked like and what they said at the end of it. And so, um, if I, if I can take you or they can arrange and she's like, cool. I'm like, is is that is that it? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, so do you? They want me to call back because they really want to like right. have a, a finger on the pulse of numbers and yeah. where if they. And she's like, nah. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? She's like, no, I'm 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 good. I was like, okay. And then I saw her. I mean, just a handful of months later, coming uh, from the patio and yeah. through the foyer, like going back out at McCoy's. Yeah. And she arms locked with some dude. I just looked at him like, <laughs> man, I hope you're rapping it, bro, because I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder who it was. Any, I don't Yeah, I mean, I... I wonder I, if I gave it to her. Because that shit went around, like, circular. Okay, down there, around that time? Uh, in Westport, yeah. It was okay. that and herpes went around like crazy, too, back then. Well, and how strange that they choose to put a giant herpes right, sign. No, that's crazy, right? <laughs> Uh, I thought I was like, was that for me? I think her name was Sarah, but I so she had shoulder length, dark hair, not not a tiny girl. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember anybody's name at that point. But I do remember that there was a there was an epidemic uh, of that stuff going around. And the thing is, it takes so long to know that you have it uh, that it, people were just giving it like to everybody. Yeah. 
Like good stuff. You're like, oh, I'm good. I don't have. There's not. I don't have any symptoms. And by the time you have any symptoms, you've had it for fucking six months or whatever yeah. that is. I had that shit so so bad one time. Uh, oh my god, it, it was. And the girl I was hanging out with, we kept giving it to each other. Like we'd hook up. They don't cancel each other out. No. Well, what would happen <laughs> is she she'd she'd be like, okay. She'd give because we're stupid. Mm-hmm. She'd give it to me, and then she'd be like, "Oh, I gotta go get." Uh, I, a couple weeks later, she's like, "Oh, I, I had to get my chlamydia gonorrhea taken care of." And I was like, "Oh, oh, so you think I'm okay?" She's like, "You should be okay. I don't know. I think the timelines are good." And so, like, we'd sh- go a couple weeks and we'd bang a couple times, and then I'd give it back to her. And then I'm like, no, nope, I got it. Passing that torch. It like so stupid. I mean, how do you get over that? Anyway, so I think that's what's going on in okay. Kansas City at the time. And I don't Good know. Good stuff. You know, I don't, I can't. I've had all that bullshit so many times. And I'm the, the first guy in line asking for a second chance. I'm like, please give me a second chance. Uh, so I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. No, no, I can't. I can't talk shit about any of that right. stuff. Right, right. Um, the whole, you know, fuck the Bible, but the person who was without sin can cast the first stone and I'm... Right. I'll throw rocks. Yeah. Um, so before we get rolling, what, so you're... We're not rolling yet? No, we're, no, I, I mean, mean I, we're, we're rolling, we're rolling, but before we get into... I tell such good stories. Well, I wish I would have, I wish we would have been rolling for the car shit. Just, I'm telling you, you should have, you should have rolling that car story. Um, y'all, so, y'all missed it. So, tour's over. How long's it been over? One hundred years. Send me back. I don't know. It's been over for a couple weeks. Couple weeks, and this is Shiner, right? Well, three weeks now, probably. Okay. Yeah, Shiner. Okay. Um, and where uh is their stuff? Is your guys' stuff like? Do you have a website? Do you have a yeah, social uh, media. Shiner.net, and there's a link tree okay. attached to our cool. uh, Instagram. You got merch? Shiner, at ShinerKC. At ShinerKC is the Instagram. Okay. And there's, yeah, there's merch. I got to I gotta get some merch and, ha- and hang it for Things the cameras. Available. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all at the uh, the, the distributor guy who handles all the, the guy who makes it also handles all of the shipping and sales. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. He's great. He's R.L. Brooks at Scene Merch. He is the shit. I can't. He's a. I can't. I can't think of a word to describe him. He grinds so hard, and he's 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 grown his his company so much since I've met him. It's incredible. Like it's incredible. Nice. Well, it's hard to describe how how badass the dude is well it's isn't that a funny special feeling when you like feel proud for a person for how they've just done their thing and done it well and you're like fucking do i have any areas like that in my life yeah do i i'm "Uh." I'm really good at folding fitted sheets no not true i wake myself up farting really (laughs) is there a business for that (laughs) you know what about your is there anything for you that you want to plug you want to tell people about the meat suit um uh i mean i did a thing at uh out in the desert with some buddies and we're calling it prostitutes 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's pretty cool though. The music thing. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's uh, Thomas Froggett, um, and the most recognizable thing he's been in is uh, She Wants Revenge. Okay. He still does that with those guys. He does other stuff too. Sure. Um, is it? And then there's the singer and guitar player guy who's kind of like the mastermind. Oh boy. Thing. His name is Chris Shin. He's been in a ton of stuff. Super talented. Okay. Uh, so you, you singer, did a thing means player, songwriter. You recorded some shit. Yeah. And is it in? Is it in production we, or? Well, we we didn't have songs. We had you know riffs or ideas and um basically just, we just went out to see if we could jam and get some vibes and see if anything cool happened and I think some cool stuff happened. But, but you recorded it all, right? Yeah, yeah. So somebody messing around with it right now or I think Chris yeah, Chris is doing it. Okay. He lives in uh one of the which Carolina? I don't remember. North Carolina? Okay. So everybody was traveling from different distances. Yeah. Thomas lives in Los Angeles and Chris lives in And how did you guys the Carolinas? All connect? Does somebody know all of you? Oh I mean we were friends in LA. Okay. And so we've kind of jammed before all of you uh-huh. and now this dude's in the carolinas and you're in kc uh-huh. okay okay um yeah chris was in uh, a band called unified theory which had been uh blind melon and then that shannon hoon character died <laughs> and then they became uh the i don't know why i'm laughing at that it's not funny but it's just the way i said it. yeah 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 um r.i.p Right, Shannon Hoon character. Right. I did not know the R.I.P. to Gilbert Gottfried too. Oh, man. Also, what a trip. Also, and also Dwayne 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 Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. R.I.P. Was also. he was he for sure for sure Big Ben's replacement or was I don't know competition uh, yeah, training I mean, camp? Maybe some competition. I don't know. I only uh, you know I only know anything about pro football uh, because of fantasy football. Oh man, I'm. Uh, I, I preach that shit like like I'm an, like in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm nine years fantasy free. Oh really? Oh god, I can't tell you. I'm absolutely how, addicted. I was in like three footballs, uh, a baseball, a hockey, and I just fucking. You're nine years fantasy free. This is like an addiction. Well, accomplishment. I mean, I just I hate that for the first five years when it was like. You know Spencer and Dave and Kevin Kim and like a real tight McCoy's group, uh-huh. uh, and we worked together and saw. You know it was fun then because you had like not just message board shit talk, real. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it just became you know fucking get married and have kids and just becomes a fucking another thing. And so I'd be like sitting around, you know, whatever Monday and be like, oh my God, and fucking set my life or, yeah. or find out that I had ample notice to make a change because somebody was hurt, but I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And that just would crater my week. Um, and the ho- you let it color your experience? That, yeah. And the hockey one. Uh, I had oh, a, I couldn't even imagine. I had that. a dude, a, bu- a buddy I've known since grade school. Uh, he went to. Uh, Westminster outside of Columbia for college and then he moved to Maine and went to grad school there and then he went to fucking St. John's Newfoundland and like came damn close to getting his PhD so he's like we got a spot and so it's me him and like eight Canadian dudes I was just getting fucking slaughtered dude like how do you guys how do they know that know all this yeah because I I follow I'm I love hockey I follow hockey you know I'm like oh yeah I'll probably fucking 
teach these Canadians a thinker. Nope, just destroyed. And so after one season, I was like, fuck is, this. Is, is it the same concept as football? It's. I don't do any of the other Have you, You've never done baseball? I don't like baseball, so oh I don't my do baseball. God. Baseball is like toothpicks to the retina just uh, with the pitchers you got pitcher yeah, changes daily i can't even imagine yeah that. and then you know i just the hockey thing you know i think i i got really really fucking schooled in the draft yeah. and that just determined the outline of my season so was, everything was just fruitless like yeah. every transaction you know like that whatever it anyway i find that I, uh, my forte and my, my power for fantasy football is in, uh, my, my, my fortitude and wherewithal to be on top of the information ahead of anybody else. That's your strength? Usually. Well, then you, then you would clean house. My strength is to be on top of all of that stuff and get that information before anybody else gets it and know where to look for it and know how to apply it right yeah see and i don't want to do that right? i don't want to do that at all i get auto draft yeah 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 i'm like there's no i'm gonna I'm, I'm out of my element in trying to predict the future with these people <laughs> last year i had all the information i did it all i was like i'm gonna draft myself and i did it and like i lost three of the dudes in preseason yeah like yeah so I got I got out of baseball because that was brutal. I got out of the hockey because I was just getting fucking murdered. I got out, I was in like a, a fantasy one with the well and the lose group because I worked for them for a minute. And so I got down to just being I got out of the McCoys one and I got down to just my high school buddies. And then they were like, "All right, so we're gonna do not just keeper where you like at the end of the season you got." I'm keeping Walter Payton or whatever, but like this, I mean, tablet of bylaws. And I was like, thank you. Cause I've been need- needing somebody. Excuse. I've been needing somebody <laughs> to show me the fucking door and this is it. God bless you guys. That's great. Yeah. I would say, see you later for that too. Yeah. Uh, redraft, simple rules, uh, extra flex. Yep. Extra flex redraft, no keepers. Same players if you want to play. It's fucking. It's fifty bucks. I'd rather it be a hundred, but right. Uh, second place gets their money back. Yeah. First place gets the rest. Right. That is all. Yeah. Don't fuck around with any fucking collusion. I'll catch your ass and you're out of the league. Right. We keep your money. Um. But it's so dumb. Yeah. Like I just love it so much because well, it's so much fun to like give each other shit and then yeah. and then compete. And, yeah. You know. Um. And but like, not serious. Like they take it seriously. Of course, of course. They take it super seriously. Uh, I totally respect and appreciate that. I know a lot of dudes that feel that way, and, and I get while they're still in it. The only thing that I ask is that you, whoever, whatever human I'm talking to, don't fucking talk to me about your fantasy team. Because except for what it's called, that's the, I had the best name last year. What I got Eckler in two of my three. Two of my three uh-huh. uh, leagues, and so my team name was Eckler. Damn near killed her. <laughs> <laughs> One of my the dude like, doesn't make any sense at all. The do you remember um, when the dude in California uh, p- posted the video that went wildly viral about the double rainbow? Oh yeah. 
the dude that did episode one one year, he used to he would have uh, the best names every year. Like one year he had it's on like in Domicon too. <laughs> And then one year he had Double Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Double Dwayne Bow. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm like, it's so fucking happy that I don't have to. Speaking of Dwayne Bow, do you still pay attention to the, the goings on in the free agency and the sports of, of the footballs? Sure. I'll tell you, you know what else I did before, what else I did back then, and not because of fantasy, just because this is how I grew, wired to be. I was noon kick, three kick, Monday night football, Thursday night football. I cut all of that out, and I the Chiefs game, and then I'm off for the week, and it's also liberating. Like, so I'm, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a buddy will come over on Sunday night and be like, "Fucking Colts! Did you see the Colts get smoked today?" And be like, "Nope, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> tell me though, I'm interested because I'm not. I, we're hanging out, drinking, playing fucking Nintendo right, right, Wii, right. Yeah, yeah. and you can, I'll enjoy, but I'm not gonna, you know, so." Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that is a little, a little uh, intrusive and uh, consuming, and it's annoying. I don't. I generally will watch those things when I get home from work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't. Uh, I'll just watch it later. Yeah, and I like to watch them when I can just fast forward to them, dude. I'm like, just make a uh, make an NFL game sixty two minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh. What happened there? That dude just tore his Achilles. Yep. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. Well, Grandview. Okay. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as I got a driver's license, I've started hanging out down here. Right. Um, Terrorizing this poor neighborhood. I'm right. sorry, Brookside. I really am. He we mean. fucking we acted like idiots in this neighborhood, and I'm so sorry. Where did your folks meet? I think my dad is a uh, my stepdad is a serial work dater. I think he met my mom at his work. God, I feel like I'm becoming one of those. It's very right. terrifying. Well, I mean, me too. My last girlfriend was a girl I worked with, and then I don't think I'm, it's gonna be hard for me to find a girl I want to work with at the Golden Ox. Is that where you are now? Uh, that I want to date? Yeah, uh, Golden Ox. Yeah, down by Kemper. Yeah, there's only like seven employees. Oh and, man, and <laughs> there's like. Slim pickings. No, uh, yeah, you know, is there one that you got your heart on though? No, heart? No, no, no. I'm okay, just, we're all buddies. It's okay, like, it's it's really chill there. Uh, uh, the the friendship vibe is really chill there. There was like a uh, a dude that's a like uh, a head and shoulders older than the rest of us named John, and he's a he's a hoot. There's another dude's about my age, but from the other side of the tracks named Russ. He's crazy. He tells stories like, "Man, I went went saw Journey at Kemper Arena in 1979. I fell down a whole flight of stairs and <laughs> hit my head and just landed on my feet. And kept walking. Like, wow. He's like, "Man, I, I went and saw Def Leppard and Scorpions." He's like, he keeps tells every time you turn around, he's got another story like that. I don't mean. Uh, he's awesome. How long have you been and there? And then there's a and then there's a bunch of other like younger people that don't have. Stories right, Def Leppard. Right, <laughs> you want to buy some Bitcoin, man? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, how long have you been there? Uh, a year. Okay, and yeah. we're, was brewery right before or? Well, I mean, COVID was before, but uh, brewery was before COVID. Like you worked there before COVID happened, uh-huh. and then as soon as COVID happened, 
they shut it down, and then when they reopened brewery, they didn't open uh, the inside bar. Uh-huh. So they didn't have... They didn't need this. Right. But now that it's... Still not open on the inside. They uh-uh. only had the outside open. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize well, that. That is a conversation I will not have on a podcast. No, 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 no. I... I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Almost didn't even want to say brewery, but uh, uh, and then although so, I do miss that biscuit, an, an actual it's the beer that they make. They're, oh, okay, their signature flagship. Okay, all right. I do miss that one. Um, <laughs> I I went on. I got on the apps twice. Dating. Oh yeah. Uh, the first time I lost three days. Just you, swiping. Just lost. I mean, I, I was. I couldn't. It was the only thing I was doing. Like my my kids. You know. I think I had lost a couple of days the first time I got. So I delete. I deleted them all, and this is in August of eighteen. And then in December, uh, I got on them again and started talking to this girl. Uh, and she, I mean, she lived in like spring hill and had three kids and it was had to be it was an ordeal to get child care for her to go on the date i, sh- I should have been like you know, let's let's maybe not um but we met at tom's town and then I like that place i used yeah. to work there too when i first moved to kansas city no shit yeah okay i was one of the special events crew oh fun in the, in yeah the- nice um and i walked in and hung a left and sat on a couch facing kind of the door. Uh-huh. And she came in and I mean each each of her thighs were as wide as my torso. Oh, thank wh- goodness. Which was not the case in the pictures. Did she was she a recent uh uh what what do they call that uh, uh CrossFit uh member? And I mean she was like 100 pounds heavier than she was in her pictures. Like she like Buff? No. Oh. No. And I was like... Well, I got something to say about that, too. I am 50 pounds heavier than I am in my pictures because I quit smoking in peanut M&Ms. There, I said it. Well, this is... she. It was This was mis, Not, intentional... It mis, peanut M&Ms? No. This was intentional misrepresentation. <laughs> oh. um, I mean, like, I... So and I had booked a tour. You see how the shit's made, and I bought a bottle and a T-shirt. And but at some point we were going upstairs together, and I was walking behind her, just like she could break my dick in half. Yeah. Like and not and I look and I looked down and I'm not sure that those break in half. Well, sometimes you can have a situation where you feel like that might have been what happened. No. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. She's on top, just fucking. And is it comes. A, is this a sex podcast? No, but we can. No, it's I not. Mean, it's not. I didn't wear my sex podcast. Sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I I said fuck it. You know, like I'm here. She got a babysitter. It's a good place, right? So so we did the tour, blah blah blah, and then we went to uh, Corvino. And sat at the bar and fucking had oysters and a bunch oh of really God. good food and a couple of drinks. And then we came to Imperial. That place is great. And you ate, you served us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, it was, and we, we ended up spending like five hours together. It was really nice. Yeah. And we walked back to Tom's and Did you have fun? I, I kissed her in the parking lot. Good. And, yeah. And she was like, uh, she texted me when she got home and she was like, I'd really like to see you again sometime. And I was like, She's like, I thought Dick needs breaking in half. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can tell that <laughs> you, shit needs breaking. <laughs> you know what I did say? I said, man, Christmas is coming. Be busy. And then I got rid of all the apps and, and haven't been back on since. But Oh, man. I think you're missing out. Man. Well, maybe. But, um, yeah, that, um, you're, so you're, you said your stepdad was a serial work dater. Oh, yeah. So bio dad's fucking around because he's had two girlfriends, my mom and his current wife. Okay. But your bio dad's not in the picture? Or not, what? Oh, no. he I, Bio dad was the kind of the guy, like, think about my bio dad, like, the boyfriend that knocked up my mom. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then was like, see ya? Well, no. Oh. Kind of. My mom was like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Because he did or said what? He said some shit and did some shit that she just was like, I am not having a child around you. Right. I really regret fucking you now that I'm, now that I'm seeing <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Uh, so like, um, I'm going to do this whole baby thing by myself, and you can fuck off. if You want. I, you should probably contribute. Right. And pay some child support. Did he? Uh, yeah, funny enough, there's a story behind that. But he's like, he's like, okay. And he, he paid... $25 a week. I mean, this is 1972. Okay. $25 a week. Sure. Not much. Not Even not back much. then. Not much. But then that didn't that didn't last very long. Uh because from what I understand, he when my mom met my stepdad when I was like 5. A- Alex's bio dad. No. Okay, sorry. All right. Wait, what? Bio dad. Alex's bio dad, Nick's bio dad, same guy. I don't even. I didn't even know that Nick was a person. Stepdad, not bio. Nothing to do with these other guys. Okay. Okay. Mom and stepdad, Bill Organ and the boys. Okay. Over here. Okay. So, he decided when my mom got married to my stepdad that he was just going to be like, cut it off. Oh, he's got this. Mike's a better man than me, anyway. It's like that chlamydia baton. Here you go, man. It's yours. <laughs> yours now. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but some but step uh, bio dad was like, uh, "Oh, he's better with Mike than me." And, and mm. I mean, he was right, but right. But still, give it a shot yeah. first before you well, at least put the gavel down. Stay around and fucking you know, don't put your pity party on. Just hang out. And did be you cool. did you meet him? My bio. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. He we he would pick me up for Christmas or my birthday every other year or some shit like that. And is he still around? No, he just died in uh, October. Okay. Of last year, he was eighty. And did you go to his shit? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We were buddies. Okay, cool. Yeah, it cool. took us it took us a long time to be to be friends without uh, him calling me son. But I mean, I'd be like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> And then when I got older, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it! I'll let you call me son. You, we'll go. It, you're cool now." Yeah. You, T- tilt that thing just down. There you go. Thanks. I'm like you can call me son if you want. Okay. So did, did your we did, got cool about was it? Was your mom? How did she feel about the fact that you guys eventually had some kind of real? She's cool. Okay. She was cool. Okay. She died like 22, 21 or twenty two years ago. Your mom? Uh huh. Oh shit. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh wow. Remember when I was crazy? I mean, dude. Remember when I was really crazy? I you you I think you put me a little early in my st- earlier in my starting time than I because when I got there, like 
Lisa Moran was just always walking around, sugar, you know, until he, one time he was under 25, that's, under table 25. That's when I was crazy. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I think I just missed it. No, you know? no, you, that was it. Okay. That was it. I was crazy. I was all, all kinds of over, all over the place. All right. And that was just me not being ready to accept the, the reality that, you know, your parents die and shit happens and, you know. Yeah. I had also recently discovered alcohol and drugs. So, yeah. At what age? Uh, 30. So Fucking I didn't start, late I didn't bloomer. Didn't... Yeah, well, there isn't more of a story than that. So when I was like 18 or 19, I almost died of ulcers. Oh, wow. So I had to go to, they, I went to rehab because I thought it was alcohol that had almost killed me. They'd convinced me that I was an alcoholic and I needed to go to rehab. So I went to rehab. So I didn't start drinking or doing anything until... Till I was like twenty three. Wait, how old were you when you went, went to rehab? Nineteen. But so you were drinking then? Yeah, before the high school and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. You know, okay. Like high school drinking. I was a bad. You know, I couldn't handle my alcohol and blah blah blah. And I was not good at being a human. Right. <laughs> like I was a fucking it's angry, fucking clumsy back then, angry man. Kid, and I couldn't handle my booze. And, you know, <laughs> So anyway, I ended up in rehab, started drinking at 23, and that's when I was like, I was still, by the time I was 29, 30 years old, I was still crazy. Like, uh, my development started late. Okay. Obviously, I'm 50, and I'm still like this. (laughs) (laughs) But you have awareness now, so. At least, I mean, mean, yeah, so how many more years? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't you, think I'll ever be like everybody else. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily want to. Why? Why would you try? Why would you shoot for that? Well, I mean, everybody else has credit and ho- houses and like little stability. I don't have any of that stuff, but it's fine. But it also means it's that fine. like it being hot in the laundromat is kind of your ceiling of concerns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wear this shirt again tomorrow. It's no right, big deal. God, it's so annoying. I need a beer. Um. So did you Grandview and you would terrorize Brookside uh, oh goodness, yes. music in your home? Yeah, yeah. Kay. I started playing drums when I was really young because my stepdad was a drummer. No kidding. Well, my real dad was. Is he, is he still around? Yeah, he's, okay. he's still around. Are you guys, that guy's going to outlive everybody. Are you, and are you, do you have a, a relationship with oh, him? Oh, yeah, we type bros. Nice. Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, my dad, both my dads were drummers. My real dad taught Buddy Miles how to play drums. Get bio the dad. fuck out of here. And uh, stepdad uh, was a drummer in high school and college and had a kit in the house that I stumbled upon and started destroying uh, post haste. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still looking. I'm sorry, Pop. I'm still looking for that uh, uh, brown abalone white hull to replace that kit of yours that I destroyed. <laughs> Uh, I, I ruined that. So, I'm so sorry. I killed that kit so hard. I mean, damn. There, so there must so, have yeah, been. Yeah, I started playing when I was young, and I would get in trouble all the time for not doing my homework or getting bad grades or whatever the hell it was. And there's you can't go out and play with your friends. Your friends are dickheads, or I don't want you hanging around that dumb guy or whatever. Whatever. Anyway, so they're like the only thing I never got grounded from was going down in the basement and playing drums. Blessing in disguise. I can't believe that. You right. Know, I always thought for sure that would be the first thing that I grounded myself. No, huh. no, no, no. Don't you make any noise. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Especially if it's fucking audible right above you or right, right? from right below yeah, you. I know. Uh, so, man, there must have been a whole 
eclectic mix of musical tastes from both dudes and, and mom too or well yeah mom mom was the person who would go buy records if she wanted to listen to some music and she had you know mom taste kenny g sure steely dan yeah all that fucking kenny g steely yeah. dan that's that's got I, some I fucking i know every note to every steely dan song ever i'm sure um and Chicago was really big for me. So, have you? I learned how to play drums from early Chicago and Steely Dan and um, like all sorts of funk and dance music that my mom used to listen to. So, this dude that uh, was on and he, he chose the White Album, which just made me do a quick Google search of, of double albums. Uh, Chicago's on there twice. Mm-hmm. Elton John, Good Bray Elbert Road. Well, uh, yeah. So it it all I did was uh, number one record of all time. <laughs> all I did was uh, best double albums Google search, and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't an article. It just it just generated a list of forty six re- uh-huh. records, which. Um, but I wanted to, Chicago really surprised me. Um, they had a bazillion songs. Where the fuck are they? Uh, self-titled from 70 and the Chicago Transit Authority in 69. So back-to-back years, they put out double fucking records. Those guys, have you seen their documentary? No. It's awesome. Netflix? Um, I don't know their shit that well. I don't remember, dude. They're... I feel like I know solo Peter Cetera better than Chicago shit. Of course shit. you do. Because that's the shit they sold to you. Ugh. I mean, that's where all the hits were. was solo Peter Cetera and the guy that they had producing... Don't get Alan Epley from Shiner. Uh, started. Started talking about He'll go on and on about that guy and that guy that wrote all the songs. They wrote all the hits. And and Chicago, to me, is not that. Right. Even though it is to everybody else. Like, everybody else, when they think about Chicago, they're like, that era. No, this has made You're me... You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. I'm a fucking singer and you know it. Not really. But uh, the early shit is the shit's where it's at, man. You got. I got. I, I haven't done any, so now now I really do want the to. The musicianship and there, there's like arrangements. Twenty five or six to four is like the only one that I can pull. The arrangements you know? are insane, and they're all fucking shredding players. Really? And they like they're doing all this stuff as a like a ten piece band. Ten? And they're just what ripping they, horns and strings five, and shit. Five piece horn section. And they're just ripping your head off the whole time. Like, it's so badass. Nice. Yeah, it's really like old days and beginnings and, oh my goodness. What was that other, what's that other jammer I was just making everybody listen to? Uh, I'm not going to remember it now. That's all right. It'll come to you. But yeah, we would have like whole like two, three hour sessions where I'd be driving and Al's fucking running the, running the, the playlist and it's like Chicago. Two hours. <laughs> I know Josh hated it. Josh fucking hated that shit. And Josh was like, "Can I take over for a minute?" And it's like, you know, like Wet Leg and Idols and all the cool shit that the cool kids are listening right. to. And I go, "Okay, I don't hate this, except for that Idols. I hate that shit." I can't, so I can't get on board with Idols, man. I can't. Is that an album? No, it's this band. It's like the most popular oh. fucking rock band in the world right now. Uh, I'm, you're. Not right. talking to the right person for that. I got you. But this band, Idols. I'm going to go off about it for a second. Okay. I, I- D L E S. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I have listened to every single fucking song that they Reminds put me of that the car. <laughs> it's only one of the things that car could do. And every once in a while, they play a cool riff. And every once in a while, they make a song out of it. Otherwise, it's just this fucking riff that's kind of boring. And they just pounded the fuck. They pound these boring ass riffs. And I'm sorry, everybody that likes them. I can't get by. I can't get behind it. They pound these riffs into the fucking ground, and then the dude kind of just yells at you. And sometimes it's fun, and it's kind of poetic, and it's like there's a little what feels like uh, metaphoric substance behind what the dude is saying. It's like okay, I can get behind that. And then uh, most of the time, I'm just like, oh, stop yelling. You're like yelling nursery rhymes at how me, is buddy. how is it like fee fi fo fum shit and I'm like, bro, you gotta cool it. How is this stuff landing in your lap? Where's like, it? it's the most popular shit, but it's, it's the most popular rock shit. Anyway, my point is with idols is I just can't get behind it. So anyway, so I have gone on a mission asking everybody, why do you like idols? What am I missing? Kind of like I miss it with like that other fucking band that I hate that sounds like country rock. You probably love them. Everybody loves them. Mumford and Sons? No. Oh. No, they're like singers. I'll I'll think about it in a second. Anyway, so I ask everybody, and everybody I know who loves idols says, oh, their live show is amazing. Sure. That's it. That's the answer. They're just really crazy live. Like They go off and put on this show live, and I'm like, well, makes sense why I'm not going to like their records. I mean, like let's take they're the most popular blah 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 as fact like but how are how are you aware of that like they're so popular you can't like you can't exist in the rock and roll scene without hearing about these guys because you're because of the scene okay yeah. okay you can't, gotcha, you gotcha. can't get into the rock and roll scene without talking i see and i'm not talking shit about them I'm, i don't know them they might be really nice guys sure and their live show apparently is the best live show that exists mm. i don't know okay I mean, I haven't seen them, bet, which is why I don't like them. I apparently, bet Tool fans and Fish fans would disagree with you. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, Tool and Fish, um, gotcha. So, but anyway, just so that everybody knows, I'm only saying I don't like idols. I'm not talking shit about idols. Yeah, not not talking shit. Not talking shit. Got it. Um, so Kenny G in Chicago, and Ooh, I love Kenny G. <laughs> Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the only thing that my uncle would listen to on his boat. All right. Who would not listen to? I eight, mean, eight tracks. No, it was cassette. Okay. I think it was cassette. Um, every once in a while, he would let you listen to Tower of Power. All right. Or no, that was it. Earth, Tower, Wind, Fire, and Tower of Power. Tower of Power had a baller horn section, didn't that it? That one, that one Tower of Power song is just. Yeah. I mean. I don't. I, even, I don't know what it's called. I don't either. Bad yeah. ass. You know the one I'm talking I about. I think so. The one that's like. <laughs> it's like. It's like. It's so cool. I, I always for. I don't know why, but I always have grouped them with war. And I mean. Okay. Are they? I don't know. Kind of. The, I don't the know same, anything about Tower of Me either. Um, I do remember being very, very bummed out that I couldn't go see. Was it Tower of Power or Earth, Wind, and Fire in like the early, late, late 80s or early 90s at the Epicurean because I wasn't 35 years old? Wait, what? Do you remember that place that was on Truce called Epicurean? You had to be like 30, 35 years old to go, and I was young. I didn't know. And one of those bands played there, and I couldn't go, and I was very upset about it. What a weird fucking age. I mean, 
It was one and of those places on Truce. It was the 75th Truce. And it was like, nope, we are for adults who are here to enjoy an adult evening. And, and handle their business yeah, appropriately. Yeah, we don't fuck around with any of you kids. Right. And I was like, oh. Seventh Heaven's down there, God damn it. I was like, I wish I was 30, 35, however old it right. might be. I wish. Wow. Yeah, I need this. Because I'm, I'm putting rings on your nice table, man. It's all right. Um, this thing was a, a this thing was a door that sat behind my furnace for at least. Is it one piece? Now? No, I cut it into thirds. But I've got like little draw hasps on the underside to keep it together. I like it. Um, cool. It, good and idea. It, it was framed, and it had two by it had two by fours. So I pulled the two by fours off, and I used that to make all the support. Cool. And it had uh, a number on it, the number twenty five. Um, and oh, is that your door number? There well, it is, right there. It's like a and so, but it it came off because I had to. I just got these at the hardware store just to stick it back on there. But when I was at the hardware store buying these and you know some sandpaper and a few other things, this old fucking lady at Sutherland's over there in Moral, who's probably worked there for forty years, she goes, "What are you doing with these?" And I was like, "With what?" She's like, "These items that you're purchasing, especially these numbers." And I was like, well, uh, since you, anytime anybody like brought up something, a tiny opportunity for me to be like, I'm launching a podcast, you know, I would, right. so I'm like, there was this blah, blah, blah. Tell her story about how you were like, had some, you were building a pen for your, uh, your prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh escort. I, I just got two, I'm two dozen plus one now. Aren't right. you happy for me? Um, and so I tell her, and she's like, just staring at me through glass, plexiglass, because, uh-huh. you know. And uh, she goes, My father handmade tables out of doors for my wedding reception, da da da, years ago. And I was like, Oh my God, I might, this might be one of those tables. <laughs> I was like, Swear to God, dude, because it looked like they took this door. And framed it, and then they oh could God. set it on like some sawhorses and seat uh, twelve people. Uh-huh. But I was so, and it felt like the universe was saying that this we're talking about the same piece of wood. You still, so I just had to gather. I was like, "It's nice to talk to you," and just anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, this was fun because I'm not <clears throat> fucking handy at all. That uh, looks fun. It was. It was wild. Looks like it could also be dismantled and turned into a cage for your prisoners. Right. Well, the idea was so this room existed, uh, except for it was just beadboard and exposed choice, and the carpet was all shitty. Uh, so I hired some people to redo it and uh, make it soundproof, which didn't happen. But whatever. Um, but but it was it was uh, no meaning like if somebody rings the doorbell. You oh, you can, can still hear it. You can, and then the dog will bark until you show him what's going on oh so, cool well it, that, i wanted that not to be the case and it whatever it, well it's fun here you, well you talk about your dog on your podcast yeah that's so that's the so the mantra is badass records podcast where the doorbell rings and the dog barks oh nice <laughs> uh because i because i told the dude and it was like this just fucking independence e looking and his one of those girls that has like seven kids, but she's 78 and a half pounds. And you're like, how did you, how did the humans, multiple humans. Well, they stole all of her, all of her. Yeah. Mass. Yeah. Uh, Children are thieves. They were like, eyeing me at the, and the kids at the carpet store. And then he 
approached me in the parking lot and I was like, get in, get in the car. Like, I don't know. What, and he's like, man, if, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I sure would like if you could give me a chance to give you a bid on the carpet install, I bet will be cheaper than them. Long story short, I'm like, oh, give, give me your card because I have a project I need somebody to do. And so the, the, the memo or the subject line of the bid, the quote, soundproof basement room. And we're standing in here and he's, you know, got his tape measure and she's taking notes and he's being weird to her. And I'm like this whole anyway. Uh, and so I tell the story, like if the doorbell rings, blah, blah, blah. So what they want 50% down. So I write him a check and then the last day he finishes and I'm like, you want to go do the test? And he's like, well, cause I already knew. Right. You know? But it was one of these deals where I'm just fucked. I'm just gonna have to pay this guy just to make him go away. Okay. Uh, not like anyway, I just, don't want drama and problems right, right. and arguments. And uh, so he's like, what tests? And I'm like the doorbell and the dog. And he goes, he just, his eyes got real big. Cause, <laughs> cause he, all they did was put up a whole bunch of layers of sheetrock and then shove fiberglass right, insulation. Right. I'm yeah. like, that's going to control the temperature. But anyway, so I bring him down here and I shut the door and I go up and ring the doorbell and the dog starts barking and I come down and open the door and close the the door and we're both just standing there and the dog's just barking. He goes, shit, man, I didn't know you were going to do that. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? That was the whole project. That was the test, man. Um, So... Anyway, it, it was a, it was just a, it was just a hang. It was just a man cave room before, and I didn't want to make it just for the podcast. I wanted to be it still to be a hang. Yeah, so yeah. I, I two tables, yes, TVs, and that way, window well. That way, I can haul the shit out if you know we want to hang in here, right? And not have all this, without the, yeah, with blocking stuff. the. Anyway, um, so what about uh, Drummer Dad One and Drummer Dad Two? What did they like to listen to? Oh man. I think um, you got back problems. Yeah, is it already bothering you? Always. Okay. Are we gonna have to? Are you gonna make it? I'll be all right. You want some Tylenol, ibuprofen? No, I got I got my emergency pills in here. When okay. It's time, when it's time okay. for emergency. All right. Um, I, I feel your pain, man. Seriously. I just had a I had a steroid epidural last week, week and a half ago. Okay. And it, I it, it didn't do. Well, it didn't do really anything. You've had them before. No, this is my oh. first steroid oh, epidural. Okay. I've had two ablations. Is it? Wait, are you talking an uh-huh. injection in the bo- base uh-huh. of your spine? Yeah. And what's an ablation? Ablations are when they go in and they they kill your nerves, the ones that send the pain messages. To just turn it off, so hopefully you don't. Yeah, so yeah feel... that's the move, and okay. it's pretty common. Okay. And it worked. It worked really good. But this is not that. This is a steroid. Uh... Because you still have other back issues. Well, well, this this epidural thing, I don't think is meant to be a pain blocker. I think it's meant to be like an anti-inflammatory. Like the right. steroids are supposed to like, I don't think they're supposed to kill the pain. They're just supposed to m- reduce the swelling so the pain goes away. And I don't think that's what I need because I still have lots of pain. And I have new different pain now that oh, I didn't nice. have before. Just bring it all in. Come on, all the yeah. So before I didn't have any uh, any nerve pain traveling down my leg. Oh, sciatic shit. Yeah, I didn't have either, any of that. Okay, none of it. And so now I have, uh, like, I feel like my foot is getting electrocuted all the time. No, oh, not all the time, but 
It's annoying. I bet. And then I feel like somebody's like actually giving me an injection inside my hip joint. Like, you see a chiropractor? Uh, yeah. Does that help? Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, but so I was supposed to go get another one of these uh, steroid epidural injections, and I like, called the la- I called the the doctor. Talked to the nurse of the doctor today and told her that I was like, I don't know if I want to do another one of these. Uh, can I keep the appointment for a consultation and cancel the injection? Tell me she said no. Oh, yeah, pr- she okay, said yeah. Cool. So cool. it's like I don't have to wait another three, four weeks for another appointment. I could keep the appointment that I have as a consultation, and instead of getting another injection, I can either I'll, – I'll probably sign up for another ablation that will last six months. Uh, and then hopefully when I do that one, then they they submit – an application to my insurance for a permanent implant, which is a permanent pain block implant. You're I don't know. Covered how... through Golden Corral? Uh, yeah. No, golden... th- no I'm, I have my own insurance. Oh, great. Yeah. Super affordable, I bet. It actually is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. You don't hear that often. I, yeah, I got the a, 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 ACA, Obamacare. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And it's it does stuff for you. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go you got to go through your healthcare marketplace uh, marketplace and pick the plan that is right for you. And if you can afford it, then you apply for it. And they say, yeah, you can have that. Then was you it, get it. Was it cumbersome to do those steps? No. Okay. Not at all. You I mean, just go in there and go, I want this one. Can I have this one? And they go, yeah, sure. I don't have any interest whatsoever in going political, but when that the whole the concept it's complicated it, it's not it's not you have to read and that's what i meant you have cut to, by cumbersome <laughs> do you have to read you a bunch go, of shit and make go, decisions you have to go like this i'm not going to watch tv or listen to anything oh, else yeah. while i do this that is a challenge i'm going to do this right now and you know you get done with it and you're like god damn give me a beer right i, I just read like seven turn tar- on the tv and pull up <laughs> something on youtube like, uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just read seven paragraphs. I'm losing my oh, mind. Oh God! It's you know, it's but, that. But once I did it, I was like, "That's the one I want." Which button do I push? Is it? Um, that I, that's the one I'm pushing. Yeah. And then they send you some letters, and you're like, "Oh, you're gonna make not, me read some more shit?" <laughs> no, I'm not fucking this up. I'm gonna put this on auto pay, and I'm never touching it. Right. Just make sure there's enough money in, in the account to make sure that that is paid. Right. And do not fuck that up. I just when when the, the and then they send you a bunch of tax information and then sure it's but when the concept arose and then you know it's becoming it's making its way to be voted on or a bill or whatever and all these people are like I'm like why would you not want everybody to be able to get oh my god fucking seriously like I don't get that at it all changed my fucking life man being covered oh my god I had the first thing I did as soon as I was available for it or uh, not available. Um, eligible eligible i had a quadruple hernia surgery get out of here that you just been rolling with yeah for how long i don't know until like <laughs> until i got insurance i was like i it's i can't do anything without these things poking out and i gotta push them back in oh. i gotta lay on my back for like an hour every day to make sure that everything has to go chilling so the first thing i did was quadruple hernia surgery that was fun how was the recovery for that? Gnarly. I bet. It's so gnarly. Sneezing and breathing. Oh my hurts. god, everything. They fill you with this they fill you with CO2. 
They blow you up so that they can see everything and work in there. And so they stick these fucking things in you. And one of them is a camera and one of them is something else. And they go, then another thing is in through here. And they're operating all this shit. And then they put this, they, I'm pretty sure I have pictures of it because I had them here. Like in your inner thighs? No, no. Right, right where your underpants sit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had two there. And then I had another one right in the middle, like right above my dick. Mm -hmm. And then I had one on my belly button. And so they blew me up. (laughs) And then I'm pretty sure they just made it. They just made an incision. I don't know if they cut me all the way, but it sure, it sure fucking felt like it. I think there's one giant piece of mesh. That goes all the way across the, the, all the way across. This isn't where meat suit comes no, from. No, okay, no, right. I was that was my DJ name in LA. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Like you were fucking. We're gonna, we're gonna nuh-uh. Me. You were. I'll tell you that. In a okay. Second. Okay. Anyway, right. so they blow me up and they sew all this shit in there and then they they send you home and and the thing that they don't tell you is that your balls are gonna be this fucking big and purple after you're done. Okay. They also don't tell you that uh, they don't tell you to uh, eat pineapple enzymes for like three days before you go in to make sure that you don't have hard poop because you're gonna they're gonna they're gonna give you uh, uh, Percocets or some shit something that makes you not be able to poop right uh huh and it hurts like a motherfucker to poop hard shit anyway but you just had your whole stomach cut open and they said don't push. But they don't tell. It's like, thank God, there's the internet, so you can look like eat pineapple enzymes and take stool softener like a couple days before you go do this shit. Did, did you f- have that information yeah. in time? <laughs> yeah, fucking lucky. I know the thing that I didn't have in time was the balls thing. And it was were they just humongous? And, and so they're more surface area exposed to potentially. Oh my God! I'm telling you, they don't fit in your pants. I had to go to Walmart, like it was kind of an emergency situation. I had to go to, not Walmart, Target. I had to go to Target and get support shorts, like support shorts, so that I could do anything, because they were just not going away. So I was like, I got to go to work. I remember my first night at work, literally, you're just holding them up, because they're going to yank on you. If you don't hold them up, so I was literally holding them up while I was walking around. They're like, kind of stop holding your balls. Yeah. I was like, Do we dude, need to put a clock around your neck? Are you fucking flavor flavor? I was all like, of a sudden? Yes, I'm flavor flaving. <laughs> Boy. I was like, no. And the, I, walking around, I was walking around Target holding my balls. And everybody's looking at me. It was like, I just had hernia surgery. I was talking to all the people that worked there. I was like, I need support shorts for my balls. Balls are gigantic right now. These are like Johnny Dangerously. With, you remember that? I was that? with this girl that I was hanging out with. She drove me there. She's like, Jason, Jesus Christ. Stop telling people about your balls. <laughs> Stop talking about your balls. I'm like, they're, but they're huge and purple. So they're I, like the color of your shirt. Purple. Uh, wow. Yeah, I had... Crazy. Uh, but that's your hernia surgery. Yeah. I had... Uh, there was a St. Peter's, the, one of the annual big things, and it... it covers the whole fucking weekend and it's a party and blah 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 and i had uh vasectomy surgery scheduled for that and, I don't want one of those. and so uh we pushed it like six months i mean that's how far anyway so end up being uh instead of being like in may it was in october um and so i have it the day that 
the Royals won the like American League ch- champ, like the first. I, I can't remember if it was the first. Anyway, against not, A's. No, 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 no. Like the like to go to the series. It okay. was against Toronto. Oh, okay. Uh, Bautista. Anyway, the day before, uh, this girl that Anna works with, she's like, "I have a ticket to tomorrow's game," and so Aww. she comes to me, and I'm like. Hundred percent, you should go. I'll get I'll get the girl across the street to watch the kids, you know, and I'll just hang down here. And she's like, okay. So I go. Uh, first of all, they give you a, a single. They give you a Valium, and it's like a single hydrocodone. And they're like, take it like half hour out before surgery. And uh, oh, really? Yeah. And the dude, this dude, actually the owner of Plate, um, he was like, make sure you take that shit. Because I didn't, I thought it was for pain, and it's because the shit that they're snipping will like zip up into your body, like old blinds in the windows, uh-huh. and and they, you know, he was like, I was bringing them samples for months because it fucked everything up so bad. But anyway, so and I'm going from here. We're going to like past Belton, so I down the hatch and we're rolling down 71, and all of a sudden Anna's like, "Are you fucked up?" I'm like. Yeah, I, I kind of think I am. Yeah, anyway, uh, come home. Procedure's fine. Uh, I tell the girl once they're not in bed, once they're asleep, text me, and then you can bolt. And so she does. And then so I come upstairs. I hit the fridge, grab a beer, I go upstairs. And I'm laying here with you know peas yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, I think Alex Gordon hit a bomb to send it into extra innings, and it ended up going like 14 innings. So oh I'm, yeah, that one. So I'm up and down. I'm that while that game's happening. Exactly what I was doing. I'm I'm recovering from and so I'm up and down the stairs, get beer after beer after beer, and they they gave me twenty hydric whatever there. But I was like, I I don't need. I'm I'm, I'll I'll be fine. She gets ballack out drunk, so she all day Saturday she is just out of commission. So I'm just doing everything. Oh, no. And then we used to host family dinner every Sunday. You know, we'd have like 15 people over for a meet. So I'm prepping all day Sunday. And they said, uh, Saturday, don't take a shower, but, you know, do like a sponge bath kind right. of situation. So like super late, like six in the evening on Saturday, I'm like, oh, I still need to like probably take my pants down. and walk. All yeah. I've done so far is just pee. I haven't even looked. Right. So I go upstairs and take my pants down and take my dick out. And from the base to the tip is black and blue. Like somebody was just speed bagging it for 25. And I was like, oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> so crazy. So. Um, Sensitive? No, that my dick didn't hurt. No. Uh-uh. Um, but Monday morning when my, my eyes opened, I was like, I don't think I can get out of bed. Like, I can't move. I'm in so much fucking... Because she was like, what happens is you go home, you put the the vegetables, and then you go out and... Oh, I can cut the lawn. Don't cut the lawn. Don't don't shoot hoops. Yeah. In that should be don't be in charge of the household and two kids for two straight days. Yeah, Yeah, you're supposed to. They say take it easy. They mean don't fucking do anything. It's why most a lot of men schedule it for... March Madness, so they can sit and just watch basketball the whole weekend. Is that real? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what about how am I going to schedule mine? The Harry Potter marathon. Give <laughs> <laughs> a fuck about March so Madness. So t- Tuesday, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. 
how I can do anything. And by and I, I'm telling you, I couldn't lay on either side because then my shit would get smashed between my legs. I couldn't lay on my back because oh, oh yeah, it hurt to have it just lay. I couldn't lay on my stomach because then it's direct I have pressure. A new, I have a new way of laying now for this. Like <laughs> <laughs> you to pinch your pinch your feet around, put your blanket down there, and then pinch your knees around there so that the so that the the blankets won't let your feet slide, and then you can just lay like this, and you're like, okay, I'm good. So Wednesday, no I put, touch. I put, I put a my jock strap on. I, I was like, I have to contain oh, yeah. everything. And then Thursday, that's I, what the shorts were for. Yeah, yeah, Thursday I did it too. And then Friday, I called and I was like, Yo, I'm fucking dying. She's like, Tell me about your last weekend. And I gave her the rundown. She's like, You fucking moron. I told you. I was like, So now what? And she's yeah. like. You're on your own, dude. Like, yeah, there's nothing. You can't do shit about it. So Saturday, ice, more ice. Saturday night is uh, the one, the the game in, the, in that Sunday. Yeah, so it was the year we won the series because now we're in New York, and we lose game three like really badly to the Mets. Okay. So we're at this watch party, and I mean, I can't stand. I can't sit. I can't walk around. Yeah. Why I, would you go? Well, <laughs> the Royals are in the World Series for the second year in a row. Like, I'll, I'll tough it out. So, and I've taken none, zero hydro, you know. That's not something I, I you know, so we that's come, not my fault. I would have taken them. We, we, we leave, and I was like, I, I got to see if this helps. And I tell you, like, I took one, passed out, and like, I don't think I moved for 14 hours. And I felt like when I, I was coming out of hibernation, oh, yeah. I woke up and felt like I had a new body. Yeah. And I was like, and then I talked to this, I, I was like, I'm, I'm in the clear. And this immediately, what are you going to do with the rest of those? That shit's like 20 bucks a pop uh-huh. if you want to move them. I'm like, come get them, man. But holy fuck. That's, that's a prison sentence. Don't say that. What? <laughs> moving <laughs> moving opioids. <laughs> you need to edit this. You don't fucking put that in there. It's a prison sentence. Well, uh, I, mean, I, I gave him away, God damn it. it was a gift. There you go. <laughs> there you I, go. Really, I really like that guy Somebody a lot. Somebody came over to my house and stole them yeah, from me because yeah. he knew where they yeah. were. Um, but Not kidding. Right now, that shit is like somebody went to jail for one. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we'll it's be. It's fucking... T- it's tense right now. Um, the... Uh, on Monday evenings, I, uh, and I've for like 20 years or so, like if I, my back has been like, it was perfect up until yeah I was 30 or 28 or something. And then I, I was late to a hockey game and didn't stretch uh-huh. and just happens for destroyed drumming. my happens back for drumming. I'm like rolling late. Don't have time to stretch for you. Get up to your set. You're like, oh. so, so. On Mondays, I drop my girl at gymnastics, and then I go around the corner and th- put the boy in the batting cages. And he's normally he's a fucking machine in there, but he was really struggling. So, and I'll get if we get five coins, I'll do one just for fun. But I I, I went in and did like two in a row, and I was just just murdering these balls. And I came out, and I was like, nothing hurts, but something feels kind of later. So two days later, the old man dog, he, he, sometimes he can get up the stairs at night for bed. And sometimes I will lift his one good leg behind him for each step. Yeah. He got really badly stuck and I, I didn't realize I'd moved the baby gate and he like went to go up and was stuck clawing the carpet and like, you know, about to, I'm about to fall down. So I, I ran up there and like got him secure and I was like, we're almost 
So, and I was not, I did not have my knees bent. I was completely hunched over and I just uh-huh. lifted him. Yep. I was very grateful that my teeth were brushed and I was in my pajamas because I could almost not really get in bed. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I've been on the floor crying, like just laying down, being like, I can't move. Bring me a Percocet. Yeah. They're like, what? I'm like, in, I, have an, I have an emergency Percocet yeah. in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring me something to drink and give me a half an hour. So I've been. This is not changing. Lots of uh, chiropractor visits, a massage. I did like five Epsom salt soaks, yeah. which help. Yeah. It turns out, and I'm I'm fucking on the foam roller on the floor. Every, foam roller every day now. I mean, foam roller's a game because or a game changer. The worst part about all of it is when I get in the car, and especially if it's pin, it, when it was bad and it's like pinching down every little jostle mine actually helps and then to move to get out i gotta like shuffle my feet 65 times to then start the process oh. of getting out of the car oh yeah oh it's fucking brutal car, car helps me wow lucky uh the the there's a lotus pose too that helps me a lot uh it's the full like uh lotus is not a sexual thing no it's here check it out So, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but somebody told me how to do this. So, you put your palms together, right? And your feet are shoulder width apart, facing in the same direction, whatever. And so, and so you go in and you put your elbows on the inside of your knees, right? And then push your knees apart. And then suck your, uh, suck your belly button into your spine. And then... Try and straighten your back. Like, point your chest to the sky. Okay. That's pretty wild. And then push your knees apart. Yeah. And do you just stay in that position for a while? As long as you can. I usually lose my balance pretty quick. Right. <laughs> but but that helps me, like, straighten out. There's another thing, because the top and bottom are, are combined, so that this thing palms to the sky and then push down. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then it'll hold. It'll make you sit this part up straight, so you're not like hunching this part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that part's all affecting this part it's too. Com- so it's like compression. So I'm. I always move around in my chairs, but I do those stretches all the time. Um. Oh man. All right. So, drummer dads one and two. What were they into music wise? Um, uh well are, are we just hearing the shit mom's playing mostly it was mom's music okay. but um my dad was always into the blues and like big band blues and shit like that so i got like i got um like jimmy smith and west oh, montgomery dude. he did, he's not into that shit but that's what i picked up from the shit that he liked he liked big band blues and i ended up like in Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith, Wes Montgomery, Jack, Jimmy Smith, like back J- at the Chicken Shack, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dynamic Duo record is my favorite. Okay. And then uh, the Jack McDuff. Oh man. Down Home Cooking is my yeah. favorite record. I've been on a on a kick with that shit lately. What was what was your favorite Jimmy Smith? Uh, the Jimmy Smith and Wes Montgomery Dynamic Duo. That's on my top ten list, kind of like forever. I was just saying the other day how I would love the time and the resources to just do a whole project devoted to blue note 
the Blue mm-hmm. Note label. Oh my goodness! I mean, I don't know enough about <clears throat> it, but it's like, how could how could you do that? Uh, I mean, I would need like a team, you know, because <laughs> you it's, get to do like weeks. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, weeks. But they just everything that was cool. It's like, yeah, we'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. We'll take. I mean, I, anyway. Um, so, are you familiar with the cover band that I'm in? No. The Men of Men. No. So I'm in this cover band called Men of Men, and it's uh, it's Rich Wheeler, the sax player, and okay. Jeff Harshbarger, the bass player, and uh, Kyle, and uh, my favorite drummer in town, John Kazilaroot, uh, uh, who is fucking nuts. Dude is just too goddamn good. Um, and Alex and Steve and... Um, who else? There's got to be somebody else. I feel like I'm, I'm missing somebody. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's a bunch of jazz guys and um, a rock metal guitar player guy. And Weird. St- and Steve from Season to Risk. And um, it's kind of weird all-star cast. The, and for this next show coming up is two drummers. It's me and my favorite drummer in Kansas City. Oh, how fun. Yeah. But we've never we don't we don't know each other very well and okay. we've never really hung out. Um, so Does I don't, men, I don't know men if we're have... gonna get along. He's really nice though, so maybe we will. Why would he know. not? Um, I'm a handful. It's fine. Everything's fine. But we're playing at. Uh, You're a handful in in your drummer world. No, no, in my brain. Oh well, but right. How much of your non drumming life does he have to take on for the show to well, happen? We have to spend time together to practice. I'm a, I'm just a handful. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, it's not like I just keep my mouth shut and play drums. That doesn't happen. You have opinions and thoughts, and <laughs> just my mouth doesn't stop. Mm, okay, it never ends. all right. But this band is really cool, and we're playing a bunch of songs as two drummers. And mm. I'll I'll look up the list of songs so that you can hear them. Uh, uh, it's called Men of Men. And it says that we're playing on May first, but I don't think that we are actually playing on May first. What are you What are you looking at? The playlist. Oh, okay, a Spotify, Spotify playlist. They said somebody told me it was on a Saturday, but May first is on a Friday. Right, because I know the third's a Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. There's a mis- I think there's just a mistake. Right. in Somebody's information. So. Um, Does Men of Men have an online presence besides a spot? I don't know. We should. Okay. We should. I mean, how how do you don't do you guys each just individually like put yeah. stuff on Instagram or uh-huh. whatever? If we you have like a... make events and then post about it, and then the venue will make an event. We usually play at the ship, but we play it at this place. So we're opening for Beanon that night. It was okay. a really cool band. Is but the ship a cool is... place? Oh yeah, yeah, I've never been. Oh my god, the ship is cool as hell. Where is it? Uh, Bottoms. Down, yeah, down there. Okay, so on, East. One, on one of those streets, you got to check it out. Okay, man. that okay. room for music is. It's awesome. It sounds so cool. Nice. I want Shiner to play there, but I can't. I can't get anybody on board to make it happen yet. I mean, everybody's like, "Yeah, let's do that." Seems kind of weird. Let's do it anyway. Why? Why weird? Um, because it's a small room. Okay. We're very loud. We might be too loud for that room. We're definitely too loud for that PA. It would require lots of, um, lots of adjustments and moving parts to make a Shiner show happen in that room. Okay. And so. We just, nobody's, everybody said, that's a cool idea. And that's as far as anybody's taking it. Gotcha. Like it would require extra PA and like 
details that nobody's done yet. But anyway, so check out this fucking playlist. L- listen to this song with two drummers. I don't know how. Are you going to send it to me? I don't know how we're going to pull this off. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. You ever heard of them? No. I don't know how we're going to pull this off because I don't read music. And this shit's crazy. Two drummers. Yeah, but I don't know it. Call up Bob Weir and Mickey Hart and see how they figured it out. There's so many things in there that I can't even identify. Cool, right? It's wild, that's right. for sure. We're also doing, um, we're also doing a really cool, uh, a really cool Ornette Coleman song. And a really cool version of uh, Paranoid Andrew, a Paranoid Android. Okay. Um, and we're doing Lazarus by David Bowie, which is a fun song. I don't know that one by name. It's the it's it's a really cool. I'll check it out. The last record he did. Okay. Uh, and then we're doing my favorite song ever, Heart of the Sunrise by Yes. You're a Yes guy. Uh, Ish, or you just like that song? Yeah, I. That's my favorite song, and I'm kind of a yes guy, but not all of it. Right. I mean, I yeah. can't. How Dude, can anybody? No, I mean, there are people that... That's, that's weird. Bill yeah. Bruford is... Bill Bruford is maybe my first or second favorite drummer, and I'm pretty sure he's not a yes guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes, I, can, I, I can't see him being like, oh, I love every single thing that they brought to the table. Now, I think, it, I think he was like, another fucking Hobbit song, bro? Chris, how are we going to make this cool? Right. So what what year did China first come together? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, 94, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I was in Molly Maguire at the time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know how I know that name, but because I, I wasn't here. Um, well, I was in Molly Maguire when, I, when we worked together. Okay. I wasn't in Shiner yet. When did you? Ninety-seven, late ninety-seven was when uh, Molly Maguire stopped and Shiner started. Oh, so okay. I was still doing. It was like that. That was a very weird time for me in music because I was starting in a new band, ending the band that I'd been in for seven years. Why? And it was just ending because were well, people were tired of it, or? Well, we we were on Epic Records and. The that was back right before Napster, when record labels would be like, "Oh, this isn't selling as good as Nirvana. 
fire all of the executives and get rid of all the bands that have sold less than 600,000 units. Right. And that's what they were doing. Mm. And we were one of those oh. bands. So just because you didn't have a, a label anymore, the, th- the whole thing just... We were young and we've been doing it for seven years and we were like, are you serious? We're getting dropped right now? Fuck this shit. Well, just, for, just forget about the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um. I mean... It, it was it, the 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 taste in our mouths about yeah that whole being in Molly Maguire and playing those songs and being in the industry with had left such a fucking it, it, the taste of garbage yeah was all that we could taste and we were just like fuck that so a couple it's a real life example uh we started, from Joe's Garage yeah we started if, another band and it was really good. And we liked it, uh, called uh, Gunfighter. Okay. And we were we had some pretty cool fucking songs, and we made some pretty cool record. We made a couple of cool records, and we had we were getting on very well with this guy Regan, uh, who had a label called Loose Groove in Seattle. Okay. And they uh, had just put out. Um, some Queen, Queens of the Stone Age yeah. first record, okay. I think. Yeah. Like, they were the first person to put out Queens of the Stone Age first, very first record. Okay. The one with the, the, the foxy black chick with the afro. Yeah, and yeah. That thing. Yeah. Man, that record ruled. Anyway, so, if I might have the story wrong, but they had our demo, and they were about to put, they were about to put our record out, and we were about to be on Loose Groove, and this is, this is, as the drummer, this is the story I was getting. And then, uh, what was the fucking label that picked up? Anyway, they were huge at the time. They picked up um, Queens of the Stone Age and bought that record. That They bought Loose Groove. And then we no longer existed as their thing that they were going to do. They didn't exist anymore. And we were just out there in the fucking wind, like Part okay. Of the, so now, who wants to yeah. put our record out? Right. And we were like, again, immediately after the what whole. What does that thing? look? Are you to? Are you just like researching labels and sending demos? I mean, it's, it's got to be a whole shit. thing. I play drums and have a good time. I know, but somebody, it's got to be a right. whole fucking thing. So Tim Dow, at the exact same time, Tim Dow, the drummer from Shiner, had said, "I." Uh, I think I'm going to move to Los Angeles and uh, try out for failure. I don't know what don't, what the detail on that was. I'm going to move to LA and be a session guy and play with Ken Andrews from failure and, and do some other stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to live in KC anymore. So I'm not, I'm not going to be in Shiner anymore. Peace out Shiner. And he'd already written a bunch of songs. They'd already written a bunch of songs together oh. for the starless record. And so Paul, the bass player for Shiner goes, Hey man, uh, Tim's kind of bouncing on us and we have some important stuff coming on. We got a show where, uh, we want to make this record and like not, not die. Still, <laughs> still be a band. Yeah. yeah. Like, not die as a band. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so we did and we made that record starless and it didn't turn out the way any of us wanted, but, it's a it's a totally different record than anything Shiner would normally have done. I took Tim's parts, who were super mathematic, and I made them all four four, okay. or six eight, which is 
or some version of square. Right. right. But then, did when you guys were working, did the other dudes like it? I mean, did they? Uh, li- yeah, it was. We were like, oh, this is fucking cool. Okay. Didn't really. It didn't really. It was. It's not. It's not Shiner. Huh. It's not. Like when we get to play together and write songs together, it's not what we sound like. Oh. So that record is a uh, something that's different than all the other stuff that sure. Shiner has ever done. Okay. It's like. It's like wannabe Led Zeppelin songs and songs <laughs> in nine with four four drums. It's weird, um, but, but it, it's cool, and that's why uh, Molly McGuire just dropped off. Like we we're like done over it, and then right after that, Jason Blackmore moved to San Diego. So there, and that's when Shiner started with me. Okay, and that's how that okay. Shade and Freud. That's the new Shiner right. record, yeah. Uh, five. It came out in May of twenty to of two thousand twenty. What perfect timing we had on that one, right? Oh, does that mean it hasn't done well, or? Well, we we had that thing timed so perfectly, we were gonna put it out and then tour all summer mm-hmm. on it, and we put it out by ourselves with no label help at all because. Does that just it, mean funding? Yeah. Okay. If you put that thing out and then you pay for publicity and you pay for all this stuff and you pay these independent guys to go, you know, pump your record and get your shows and everybody's like, oh my God, a new record? Fuck yeah. Let's all go to the show and have a great summer. We'll buy your record on tour and blah, blah, blah. And then... um. It's all rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, and then you've you've got your record and it's already done well and you've got some traction and then you can move forward as a band, hopefully taking steps of progress. Right. Right. And right. then we were like, okay, so COVID, I guess if everybody just does what they're fucking told, this thing will be over in like maybe 12 weeks. Yeah. It's kind of a big if, turns out. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so that fucking like wrecked the whole momentum. So we don't get to go tour for that record until this what you just got home from December. Okay. Like two years, almost two years. Was it two years? Yeah. Yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. Two years next of, of month. People having a copy of the record. And I guess that's nice that they get to come see us after two years of not being able to go to a show, but they're still, we're like, we're going to go on tour. We're tired of this fucking shit. We're going on tour. Yeah. And there's still a bunch of people out there who don't go out. Yeah. They're, what, they're so like, I'm not going out. I'm not catching COVID. What are you? Is it somehow visible to you to see? Like, I, I'm assuming most people are buying it digitally. Well, no. I mean, we're doing vinyl, so that a lot of people have that too. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but it is you. You can go on like Spotify or Apple Music or wherever and find. Oh yeah, yeah. Shaden yeah. Freud. Yeah, you can okay. get it anywhere. Band Bandcamp is the one. Bandcamp, that's the yeah. one where we want you to go buy it because Bandcamp. they give more back to the artists than and they they have Bandcamp Fridays too where they don't take anything. What? Yeah. If if purchases are made on Fridays, it's you, Bandcamp Friday. I don't know if it's every Friday, but I only do it like once a month. But if Bandcamp it's a Friday and a hundred percent goes, uh, damn, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, and I, I've been trying to get away from Spotify and more on Bandcamp, but I've I've never been. I've never been an owner of music. I don't, I've never been a vinyl collector or anybody. I, at the most I ever had was like 
a CD book full sure. of fucking case logic. Yeah, of some the CDs that I've had or somebody gave me. Or right, like burned uh, comp tapes. You know. Okay. Yeah. You know, not you know, not. I'm not a so collection owner. I'm not that guy. Interesting. I can't keep track of them. I don't care. DeSoto, Hit It, Sub Pop, Owned and Operated, Anodyne. Oh my God, enough. What? Uh, those are <laughs> those are all labels, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, do they all have like specific memories or experiences, or were they all kind of okay? Or oh, some... they're all yeah, they're all great. Um, uh, there's been so fucking many. It's like Owned and Operated put out that Starless record, which got Shiner out of our our hole of not having any distro or whatever right we didn't exist D- meaning distribution yeah okay so we didn't exist without those guys and they were like yeah we'll put your record out and it's the guys from all and descendants and we're like fuck yeah nice you know and that helped <clears throat> and the guys that the 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 DeSoto guys were the guys from Jawbox, which is you know uh all the bands that they've been out i'm not even gonna get started on that <laughs> Um, and then hit it was, uh, this guy, Ken Wagner, who was originally, uh, a subsidiary of, what was that fucking label called? Uh, I'm not going to remember now. It's been too long and my brains are fried, Mm -hmm. but he was a hit. It was an originally a sub of some other label. And then he just went out on his own. So Molly McGuire was also on hit it. Okay. Uh, fuck Shiner was on, uh, Sub pop, yeah, for, which is big, like right? Yeah, that was a big deal that they put that uh, seven inch out, and they did something else. What else were they on? I don't know, but you guys EP and EP in '93 and LP in '96, Starless in 2000, The Egg in 2002. Yeah, yeah, that was Desoto. Uh, have that, you ever? Thank you, Desoto. Desoto. That was the Jawbox guys. Okay, okay. Have you ever listened to the artist called The Egg? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh man, it's. It's not it's not based on Shiner the Egg though it's something different right No it's the it's a it's a band called the, they're like British or something but it's like it's really trippy uh kind of like disco huh. cool. uh, wild stuff I like it Um like like uh Banco de Gaia have you is, ever it, is it good Yeah okay Yeah if you're check that out the egg. The egg. All yeah, right. albumen, like album with en. Yeah. was is the record that I own. That okay. uh, uh, anyway. Um, I'll check it. Who Who is Josh Newton, and why is he the only dude with a hyperlink in on the wiki page? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Wait, I don't have one. He's the only one of the four of you. Interesting. Um, I think he better put that on there himself. Uh, Josh is the. Uh, the sound wizard. Okay. Uh, that, that also plays an instrument. He plays guitar, but okay. I mean, he makes so many sounds with it that oh. don't sound like guitar. He's the sound wizard. Okay. Um, and he uh, is currently teching uh, on retainer for the the kings of the Leons. So he, yeah, he's out there. Make, meaning the band Kings of Leon, yeah, okay. He's out there making that money. Good for him, right? No okay, kidding, right? Uh, he's been with all kinds of people, Fallout Boy, and uh, uh, what was that the other band? The, the, the. Oh my God, my brains today. I, I should probably eat something today. You haven't eaten any food. Uh. Uh-uh. I've 
No, it's dinner time, man. I, I told you I was going for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I mean, I, I inhaled a, a spicy breaded chicken sandwich from Seven Eleven and barely got bathed by before yeah. you arrived. I didn't, I didn't get any bathing. I woke up today and took the dog out and was waiting for the maintenance man and never showed up. What's that fucking band called, man? <laughs> so uh, they, they did that song. Uh, I can sleep. I can sleep. When I was alone, there's a little ghost in my house. You know it. It's fucking rad. That actually sounds more familiar than the vocals. Rad, okay. rad band. And I can't remember the name because my brains are fucking failing right now. But That's he's worked right. with those guys too. Um, band of horses. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. I mean, kind of right there with Kings of Leon. Like they're kind of in this. It's like Tower of Power and War. They're in the same camps. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so uh, that, you know, a, a lot of conversation in these episodes about, you know, um, Fuck it. I don't need food, the process of making a record, right. And, and, and coming up with, uh, song titles and song sequence and, um, I don't mess with any of that. Cred- how, how the, how songs are going to get credited. Not so, my so interview. You, you, I'm not going any deeper on this than I just said, but I was curious if you've any any tiffs or like disagreements. Not me, man. Just somebody that's Mister Mister Purple, some other guy on some yeah. other job. Okay. Hit the stuff. Keep All your right. mouth shut. <laughs> Hit the stuff. Keep your mouth. That's shut. right. I swear to God, I I I to a fault, I've kept my mouth shut so much that on that that Shiner record. We were going in to record a record, and I did not know that we were recording a record. I thought we were going in to work on demos and try and suss out some arrangements and figure some stuff out. And then, like, maybe, you know, arrangements and figure out some parts and fills and, like, figure out what we like, we didn't like, yada, yada. I thought we were going in for that. Okay. Wow. And so I didn't listen to any of the shit they sent me because I wanted all of that shit to be brand new and fresh and exciting in my mind. And I didn't want to have to listen to it a bunch of times and get married to the the demo drums that they sent me. Yeah. This oh no, it's supposed to go like this. Right. right? I heard it sixteen times. I didn't want that. That's I can respect that. I wanted to go in fresh and go demos and they're like, Oh no, this is this is we're tracking. And I'm like, You're fucking kidding. There's three or four songs. Jason, on we're that having record. a problem with your TPS reports. <laughs> There's three or four songs on that record that I was prepared for that we had planned. Okay. And then there was other ones on that record that I was like, I did not know. I had never heard them. Interesting. And I was like, okay. I uh, guess this is what you get. And so we we worked out arrangements, and I just kind of farted out some shit. I was like, is, is this? Can you deal? Are you going to be able to cut and paste what you got and what I gave you? And they did. I mean, to a certain degree. There's one song on there where Paul didn't know he had to. He had to. Something was fucked up. Like somebody was out of tune or something, and like he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. He had to build a part out of things that we had recorded, which is cut and paste, cut and paste until there's a section. Yeah. Right. He cut and pasted the same drum fill, and it's a fucking elaborate fill, three times in a row. 
how, over what how many seconds or minutes well it's it? the same part exactly three times in a row perfect but cut and paste is the untrained ear going to pick that up Anybody who's ever listened to me knows that I have never played the same drum fill twice in a song. Oh. And not necessarily on accident either. I usually plan that shit. Mm-hmm. If I if I have a drum fill that I put in the same place, it's because it accentuates something else that happened also, so it'll happen twice. You're like, it doesn't happen in a row three times. No way! You're like a, a, a good stand-up comic that bring comes back to previous yeah, bits. That, okay. that is exactly why I do that kind okay. of shit. But I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to... Rip myself off three times in a row. <laughs> so yeah, I can't even listen to it now. So when, oh man, when I had to listen to it to learn the song because I it was two years ago. Yeah, but and I was just winging it, right? But but I'm saying like the out, you know, the a fan that's going to buy the record and listen and listen to it, they're not going to go like, oh, he fucking no, filled. They, no, they probably you. Don't. It probably kills you. No, I can't even listen to it. <laughs> I can't. But so, no, they probably don't. They probably don't know. Uh, fucking Paul didn't even know. I even told him. I was like, dude, you did this. And he goes, mm, I don't think so. You're, like, would you like to listen? Your to fingerprints it? are on the mouse, buddy. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> so 2012. <laughs> Shit's hilarious. There was a breakup in a 2012 reunion. With- oh, yeah, yeah. The guy from Fallout Boy. Uh, we wanted to reissue that record. Um and do some shows, and Joe, I think it was Joe from Fallout Boy, fronted us the money to repress uh, the egg, so that we could do some shows. Whoa! Yeah, okay. and it was the best thing that ever happened. Nice. Thank you. I didn't know until a couple of years later that he did that. That's cool. Yeah, but and so- then RL was the one who put a deal. RL from Scene Merch was the one who made it all happen and put it together and put it out. So he's like. I'm label. definitely looking up that guy because Dude, at, is the fucking best. But at some point, well, I don't know what if it's episode 25 or 50. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have merch. Then the thought of like getting a, a ping or a ding or whatever, and I gotta come down to my basement inventory and find your coffee mug and fucking no, no, no pack fuck it. that shit. Have him do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I just he handles everybody. He makes search for like Zeppelin and shit. And He's huge. B's not here though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's huge. I'm so like, he's fucking huge. I I can't describe. He went from this guy who had a couple presses, right? Five color presses or whatever, in his place, and he had you know ten people working for him or whatever. And we started even smaller than that, but when I met him, he had you know ten people working for him or fifteen or whatever. And he's like, "Can you help me move all this shit? I got some new space and I got to reorganize." Like, yeah, I'll help you, man. And it was like me helping him move shit, and now he's got like. He's got a, an embroidery Forklift. division. Oh, wow. He's got, like, his warehouse is gigantic. He's like, I just bought another warehouse. Damn. It's huge. Good for him. He's, like, trucking. He's got semi-bays. He's got, like, what, four semi-bays? Wow. That they pull up to wow. and load up, and it's fucking crazy. I just, he did he did the uh, the Chiefs uh, AFC, AFC champion shirts. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, what they didn't win <laughs> yeah <laughs> he made, he's like i gotta make all these yeah i was like i just lost so much fucking money oh god uh yeah i've gotten <laughs> he's like it's okay i got like my mom you know, whatever she gave me for christmas she just she won't accept that like please don't please don't buy me things i don't want a christmas shop and go buy things for the adults in my family that have incomes and can and 
go right. get their own things. Like this, I don't, but so like, you know, so if I don't want, if I don't cave and give her ideas, I get right. whatever she, so like I got a, you know, 2014 American League, maybe as a 2015 American League champions Royal shirt. And I was like, you know, we went to the series after that and won, right? What am I supposed to? And then my one of my sisters gave me a, a Chiefs from the from the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, one oh. of those shirts that has all the last names in like yeah, the shape yeah, of the yeah. skyline. <laughs> oh, I'm like, did you mean to put this in the trash? And instead, you gave it to me. Thank you. Uh, but shows in New York, L.A. Lawrence and Chicago after the oh, dude, that was the fucking best run of shows. I, that's ever. why I wrote it down. It looked like it was probably fucking amazing. Yeah, we were flying to shows. It was fucking incredible. We had a, we flew to New York and did uh, two two days or three days of rehearsals in in a storage unit. Nice. Uh, it was Josh Newton's storage unit in New York? That's he was, why he's he got was, the. He that's why he's got there. the hyperlink. Yeah, he was he's got a storage there. unit. Yeah, it was his storage unit in New York, uh, and it was Fallout Boys storage unit there. Too. And so they're like, you can use our storage unit for practice. 140 degrees. Cool. That's like a saute on McCoy's. In a room this size, full of Fallout Boys gear. So can you imagine how much gear is in that? No. Room? And then we had to like put a drum set in there and like try and practice. And like we we're like literally on top of each other. It was 100. Like had to be 140 degrees. And we were like, I think I lost 20 pounds in like two days. Yeah. But so we practiced for that one. And then New York was the first one. I think LA was the second. And then was it Kansas City was the third? And then then Chicago. Lawrence and then Chicago. Yeah, Lawrence. And then Chicago. We did two shows. They were both sold out. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a big deal in Chicago. Okay. It was a place called the Bottom Lounge. And those shows were just both shows. We're fucking. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, playing I, sold out show, two back to back sold out shows in Chicago. Nobody gives a fuck about us anymore. Well, but I mean, were there parties after those shows, or do you just uh, everybody goes and does their own thing? Or there was definitely a party after the Los Angeles show, and ev- like everybody's together, or yeah, yeah, okay. Um, there was a good. I was fucking shit faced after the Chicago show, and then we we hung out at the Continental after that show. There's a picture of it, and I am in the picture is like. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean you're out of natty light? <laughs> yeah, right. I think I was drinking Malort that night. Oh God, dude! I'm trying to remember what a uh, uh, New York show. I don't remember there being too big of a crazy party that night. But it, they had to all be fucking super fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, the shows were great. Yeah, the shows were great. The first show in Chicago was not super great. Um, uh, the sound was very weird, and mm. all my, my cymbals were all broken. What, real, actually broken? Actually broken. How? And so it, was, it wasn't very much fun to play. So I went to Guitar Center the next day and bought new cymbals. How'd they get broke? Just in moving? Yeah, just hitting them. Oh, hitting them. Yeah. Hit stuff and shut up. Shut yeah, up and hit stuff. That's my new thing. Uh, I didn't used to do that back in the 90s. Really? Yeah, I would. I had opinions. 
like your playing style was more intricate or no no i didn't just hit stuff and shut up oh you oh yeah okay yeah. gotcha I had opinions and i would like chime in on oh, maybe we should do this or blah 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 and then i just inevitably just always got fucking shut down because I don't know, but I always felt like, oh, he's just the drummer. I, I, that was, that's my first guess. Right. That's where my mind goes. Yeah, so I just stopped talking, uh, and everybody gets along better now. Uh, All right, drummer's not talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then eighteen shows between. I should get paid for that. I should get an extra for sh- keeping your mouth yeah. shut. I mean, it is an acquired skill, right? As, I mean, so. It's like uh, it's like a promotion. I mean, like I didn't remember. My input is no input. Yeah, hand it over. Right. Uh, so then you did eighteen shows from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen. Um, uh, yeah, a couple at a time, a little, little bit here, a little bit there. Also fun. Yeah. Okay. They're fun. The uh, they're always like weekend shows because, um, like the guys had kids and the guys yeah. had jobs and they lived in different cities and. Uh, you know, a couple of them had other bands and shit going on, and I had absolutely nothing happening in my life except for um, how far I could stick my thumb in my ass. So we would always do like three shows in the Midwest, or like, and I was like, "You guys, do you know how long it takes me to get physically prepared to play one fucking show? Can you give me more than three? Because getting ready for three is like." Getting ready for one is like getting ready for twenty. They're like, oh, we just gotta knock this quick weekend out. And oh, I see. Play some shows, and I gotta get back to work. And I go, what oh, is like? What are the bullet points of what it takes? Uh, I well, mean, it do, you, requires, do you move all of your own shit every it re- every it fucking time? Massage. It requires a place for me to play my drums that pay, that costs money. It requires stretching. It requires fucking stick shredding. Uh, lots of heads. Stick. Stick. Oh, burning through yeah, yeah. shit from hitting shit. Yeah. It requires lots what do you of mean? fucking practice and muscle memory to so get you in can't, shape. You can't practice where you live. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to get in shape. What do you mean? I mean, I could practice like this and play all the songs and fucking. Have you ever seen Shiner? No. Yeah, I don't play like that. It's a little bit more aggressive than. It's a lot of this okay. and a lot of that. So you can't get in shape because. And a lot of like at your no this doesn't get you in shape i know but and but, you can't go jump rope or like ride a bike or but you would ha- have to play like that at your place you because get your of noise hands in shape you got to get your wrists in shape you got to get your elbows all the shit that goes in there got to be stretched and massaged and yoga balled and foam rolled and and theracane and it's like it's not it's you know and so i'm guess I don't, I don't stretch to go to work i stretch to go fucking work out i'm guessing that they literally don't have any idea what it takes. No, they don't. And do you keep your mouth shut about that too? Usually. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, they see me have to stretch before a show, but they don't realize that it takes weeks of that to get, I mean, to where you really need to be. I told him uh, one time I was like, bro, if we got paid by the hour, y'all wouldn't make any money because it takes me, so many fucking hours to get ready to go on tour. Like, y'all could sit on the couch and fucking learn songs mm-hmm. and play mm-hmm. them. And then you got to figure out what pedal you're hitting. Which is pretty ironic if you consider the he's just the drummer mentality. Right, right. And I'm like, like, no, I actually have to go fucking to another location when they're open 
and then fucking go down and stretch and fucking get blisters. And because you can't play the way you, way you want to play at home no, because no of noise. Yeah, right? No way. And neighbors or something. Even if I had a house, I couldn't. Because there's no there's no soundproofing. I tried it. I had a house in in uh, in uh, what's that Val- Valentine? No, thirty West Thirty Nine. Yeah, I had a house over there, and I tried to soundproof that motherfucker and put my basement or drums in the basement. And I had some one of my friends that lived like two blocks down says, "I love it when you play drums." I was like, "How the fuck? Do you hear me two blocks away?" She was like, "Yeah, I love living close to Shiner Drummer." Wow. <laughs> I'm like. Fucking forget it. Damn. I mean, did you buy like that black phone? Yeah, I plugged up the windows and the door and fucking everything. It wow. Was, yeah. Well, crazy. you know, it's weird on Tuesday. Like, not all. I don't know the schedule, but it feels like Mondays or Tuesdays when when it starts to get nice like this and there's a little bit more sunlight. I don't know where the fuck that maybe at, at center. Some the marching cobras yeah. are practicing. No, it's it's this the high school. It's Hogan. Is it? Yeah. What? I mean, if, does Hogan High School still exist? I don't know. I was just going to say, what are the crossroads? Because I don't even know if I could uh, identify it's, it. It's 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 where Paseo... It's right down the street. Yeah. It's where Paseo and Meyer meet. Okay, okay. It's, anyway, we're... So Paseo comes down and splits off into all those fucking streets, right? If you, if you kept going on straight on Paseo and just went right up that hill, that's Hogan. Okay. That's okay. where my mom went to high school. Yeah, my my stepmom went there. Yeah, um, That's but I deal. mean, I'm always blown away, like at the, just the concept of how far. Obviously, it's multiple, a ton of people, and they're outside, but just how far the sound is traveling. Oh so, hell yeah! So clearly, it's like oh wow, yeah. That's bananas. There's a church at the end of the park, at the end of Gillum Park, uh, uh, by Emmanuel Cleaver, and I hear that shit at my fucking house. Mm-hmm. Which is not anywhere close. To <laughs> like, if the wind's blowing the right direction, I'm like, "Yep, all right, cool." So yeah, there's no there's no soundproofing for for drums really in a in a house, right? Like, I practiced downstairs in the basement at Big Dudes in one of their student rooms, like one of their teacher yeah. student rooms. I feel sorry for those fucking guys. Sometimes. Why? Because some of the shit that I have to play oh. and some of the rudiments and practices that I do have got to be the most goddamn. I don't just go down there and play songs, you know. You have to go down there and do like for a fucking hour, and it's not a hundred percent contained in the room that you're in. And I'm not very good. Oh, okay. so it's like they have to go down there. They all those motherfuckers and the customers have to listen to some ding dong. They're <laughs> fucking goofing off. It's sucking. Like when I first started playing drums, and I started there, and I was really out of shape, and my I didn't have any blisters. I was really tight, and I didn't know what the fuck to do, and. My back was fucking killing me the whole time. And I'd go down there and try and play because I wanted to play drums. So I'd go down there and turn some Van Halen on or some shit and try and play along to that. And I was like, get real, bro. <laughs> like, big big dudes down by yeah, Shea yeah. Charlie's yeah. on I'd go Broadway. Down, I'd come back upstairs, walk upstairs at the end of my f- fruitless practice efforts. And I'd have to face those guys with my tail between my legs. They're like, oh, it's fucking Gherkin from Shiner. Listen to him suck. <laughs> they wouldn't no. say that. No, they said sounding good, bro. And I uh, go, don't fucking lie. Don't to blow me. smoke up my ass, you motherfucker. I'm paying you. I'm like, you guys should sell fucking tickets to listen to me suck ass for an hour. Right? God, somebody go down there with a video and blackmail me with it. So uh, the girl that did episode four is uh, a musician, and she like singer songwriter kind of thing. And um, she I, she's the reason why I know what Bandcamp is. 
huh. um, but she, I, I mean, I made the list of people that I was going to ask to do this last March. So I started reaching out to some people back then and I, I knew her pretty well from, from work. And, uh, so I, I reached out to her and she was like, um, absolutely I'll do it. Mine's dark side of the moon. I was like, okay. So I just I wrote it down and didn't. And then, so she came and we did our, our interview and then I was in the editing process and she's like, goodbye, Yellowbook road too. And yeah. I was like, wait, we didn't talk about so yeah. I, I just put I put made it part of the thumbnail. Oh yeah. So I was. I'll agree. What's ironic about hold, this? Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Is it good or uh, dark side of the moon? Is my birthday present to myself once in a while. Every. What do you mean? Years, I will get real fucking high and okay. make everybody leave and turn dark side of the moon on. Oh, and I see. I see. As my birthday. I was picturing like, you buying it over and over no, again. I like, just wanna I just wanna sit there and listen to dark side okay. of the moon as loud as I possibly can in my apartment. Don't fucking talk to me. It's my birthday. Um. I was like. It's yeah. Uh, I have never owned any Elton. Uh, I've never even looked at song listings on his records. I feel I've. I think I've just been walking around the planet, being like, I got all the Elton I need from classic rock radio. Yeah. So when she told me that, I was like, interesting. And then uh, not too long after was when we first were messaging, and you. With your answer, I was like, "Get the fuck out!" So, I, so I went. It's it's always it's always gonna be. Well, I so the first thing that I mean, like so many of his massive hits are on there. Uh, I, I didn't know until I did until I looked at it and then did that Google search that it was a double album. But the first, the very first thing that's that hit me was that fucking "Candle in the Wind." This record came out in 1973. Do you remember when Candle in the Wind got big? Uh-huh. It was like 1987. Yeah, I'll because I of Casey Kasem, uh-huh. like long distance that dedication kind well, of shit. Because what's the fuck died? It was uh, Princess Diana. But the song's about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Why would Princess die? That was they were buddies. They were. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And that, that started. That song got huge. Yeah, it came back and got really big. I don't. And I mean, everybody fucking made co- made covers of it and shit. Elton John is like transcend. He's so much bigger than. Uh, I don't know how he did it. Well, uh, but he's so much bigger than ju- than just him and his songs. It's just fucking crazy. Prepping for this album, so many get the fuck out of here's like start to note like there's a, there's a kind of a theme about women. I'm like, is he was he dealing with like is he still trying to figure shit out? Then then there's a theme there's a, about booze. Oh yeah. And so I look and he's, he, wild, he's been sober for thirty years and mm-hmm. like says whatever it was, I forget what, what it was that made him make the choice uh, that saved his life, that he would 100% be dead by now. Uh, and then he's had the same drummer uh, who's na- D, uh, D. Murray? No, no D. Murray's D. on bass. Is he dead? I don't. No, D. Murray is fucking insane. Nigel Olsen. Nigel Olsen is like my... Dude. He's, he's fifth on my These guys, those two guys, they fucking shred. Uh-huh. Um, Dave Murray and Nigel Olsen is my favorite rhythm section, like in rock and roll. Okay. Um, almost, I, almost was the the Jimi Hendrix experience. Like it's it's D. Murray and Nigel. Then it's the Jimi Hendrix experience. Then it's uh, uh, the Band of Gypsies. Okay. Rhythm sections. B- Band of Gypsies. Wait a it's, minute. Uh, what? It's uh, Bobby Cox and Buddy Miles. Oh, oh okay. 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 
Um, now you say that caveat you put on rock and roll makes it seem like it's a sub. It's not. It, that wasn't an funk. inferior genre. It wasn't funk. It wasn't a subgenre. It was just like straight up mainstream rock and roll songs. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like. Uh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't blues or funk or or jazz or it was just. But no, for you personally, is, is rock and roll inferior to other no, genres? Or no, I'm just saying. E- in, in specifically, that's like if you had like people don't talk about rock and roll rhythm sections like no, like on on my list would also be uh uh bottom and john paul jones right um and then there would be who else is on that list who would get weird i mean there's a bunch of them but it's like yeah, when you think about rhythm sections for those kind of bands you don't think about rock and roll bands for rhythm sections no you think about you know for your funk bands or your, your yeah your uh, your your well because they're bands. treating they're treating like bass and drums more as like prop prop us up until it's time for me to yeah or Robert Plant to you know yeah <clears throat> but anyway uh but yeah I'm on that fucking the if you just listen to the bass and drums on that whole record dude D Murray oh my goodness it's oh my goodness. it I was blown away uh. So it, it it leads off with funeral for a friend, love lies bleeding, which I've always loved, but I've always felt like there's there's too much love lies bleeding and yeah, not yeah. enough funeral for a friend. Yeah, that was never I, never even when it got popular, even when I was at my strongest love affair with that record, I'd never cared for that song. But but if you if you you know are kind of new to rock and roll and you've never heard you know like say you've never heard foreplay it's, it's long an time epic song it's. Yeah, it's like Boston. It's an epic jammer, <laughs> and it's very you know spacey, yeah, yeah. and you're like, whoa! I want to yeah. figure out how the fucking you know. It's an epic jammer. Uh, Candle and Wind. We talked Benny and the Jets. Like I've, that was my first favorite song ever. I've never, and to this day, and I gave the record a few listens prepping for this. I still don't understand what's happening in that song. What What's happening in that song is, uh, there's a there's a funky space that that groove allows the listener to have and it's filled in with that dun 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 bump and that is all you fucking need and you throw the vocals on top Heck of that yeah. yeah with a sync perfect sync on that you can get along with it's one of the most perfect songs ever written she's got a bump 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 and you bump 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 yeah i mean Come on! She's got electric shoes and a, a mo, mohair suit. What, what electric boots? Electric I boots, mohair suit. Mohair suit. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, mohair's rabbit. Oh, okay, interesting. So it's just you know some fashion, sounds, sounds some pimpish. fashionable kid. Yeah, okay. But uh, uh, you know, and it. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Um, also, that this okay. So that, well, that that was that was the maybe maybe the first song where I do went. You have a copy of it. Or did you just listen to it online? No, I just listened. I don't have a copy of it. That This is where the difference is between people who listen to it and appreciate it versus people who it's it's your favorite record. Okay. Well, because you, you sit with the... You get this fucking shit and you go like this and you don't get to see anything else besides the illustrations that are in there that somebody put together for you. So you have an imagination and so you get to see this thing and this is what you're thinking of when you hear Hear the song and listen to that. Listen, to, listen to the lyrics and read along. You're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, that's I, I've talked about that that 
There's this a is, there's a picture of me. This is your world. There's an article in one of my yearbooks, and somebody came to my house and took a picture of me, you know, surrounded yeah. by, and I've got liner notes out and yeah. blah blah blah. Um, but as far as me not being an owner goes, I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not. But that is the first record I ever got. Okay, I was a fucking baby, and somebody gave me that record. And that shit's burned in there. I mean, you don't get any better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, I mean, there's, I've, I've liked other records and I've s- checked out the packaging. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you're looking at it and it's like, I don't know. I, the the thing that that record did to my brain and how it made me listen to music, like I, now I listen to every single fucking note. Yeah. I listen to every lyric. I listen closely to the the inflection on the microphone of the vocalist and all everything. You well, know? this is goodbye. Yell- that the, the title track I think is maybe the first song that I ever like went uh, vocals can just carry a song yeah. like, you know, it, where there's fantastic right. intricate musicianship happening. Yeah. The vocals can still be the lead, you yeah. know, sort of it's, and it's, it's so, it, there's so much, it's so crazy that there's so much going on. So it's like I don't know if I ever really felt like I needed to own anything. Hmm, because you knocked it off the list with your first one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't I mean, there's other records that are really good like like My Bloody Valentine, uh Loveless. Oh my god. I own that because of you. Fucking crush my brains. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, that. It only needs one picture. Yeah. You don't need one yeah. picture like yeah. That's fucking crazy, and that whole record just does it to you as soon as you turn it on. Well, like, oh my god, it's like this. <laughs> it's this. If they could make like gain and distortion a comfortable outfit, and, yeah. you, and you put it on, yeah, and then yeah. somebody's what giving you a reach around and yeah. telling you compliments and yeah. every like I'm saying, every once in a while, there's a thing that you like. Yes, I want to own that. Yeah, also, yeah. put that on the fucking pile. I will own that one. That's uh, a good one for me to own. This is a fucking. It doesn't match with any of my collection, but it definitely belongs in there. Right. But that that doesn't happen very often. No. Uh, you know, Gray Seal. I've heard that, that song. Was my, that was my first uh, my first song as a as a not as a baby when I started listening to it when I started playing drums. That was my first thing, my first favorite thing on that record because it was. Yeah, I I've heard that song probably a hundred times before this and never knew that was the name of it. Yeah. Um, the gray seal. Yeah. Jamaica jerk off that title. That's a funny one. Su- surprised me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've seen that movie too. Drums. That's Ooh. where the drums, like I was like, what, yeah. what, who is this? And, 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 and sad. Yeah. Well, you've got a weird ragtime blues yep. kind of, and strings. Yep. Like all of these feel like some of I wonder how much early Steely Dan was from uh from uh, ripped from Elton. Those yeah. early Steely can't buy a thrill and and uh There's uh, some Steely Dan fans out there just fucking wow. sharpening their swords. Get it, get it, get it straight. <laughs> get it straight. Go listen to that fucking Can't Buy a Thrill record, East St. Louis Toodle, and tell me that didn't come from some fucking right? goofy Elton John bullshit. Get get over it. Sweet painted lady, uh, horns and accordion Dude. again. This this marriage of and the song, yeah, the whole the whole thing. So. Also, um, uh, again with the Steely Dan through with Buzz and what was that song about the 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 fucking guy? Oh, hang on, I, let me look this up. Yeah. So as you were saying, you were talking about 
Sweet Painted Lady. Yeah. I didn't realize that song was about hookers. Well, uh, it, it, you would think, well, it, it's an, that part's an undertone. Because the way that the music makes you feel and the way that he's delivering the vocals, you think he's talking about like a coveted uh-huh. female figure, but he's really telling you a, a story from the other side of the tracks, you know? Or at least I think. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, come on, man. Is it Pretzel Logic? Oh, it is. Charlie Freak. Charlie Freak, man. God, that song is so sad. It's Steely Dan song off of uh, Pretzel Logic. It's all piano written songs. Is the the you get in that vibe, and that's why I say not necessarily ripped from Elton John, but they're in the sure, same, the same sure. zone. Uh, I but, didn't I didn't Google who the hell Danny Bailey was, 1909 I, to 1934. Yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. I didn't either. But, but it's, What a fucking badass dude, song. It's, it's like the funk of Stevie Wonder with Bob Dylan's storytelling and, yes. and Elton's big sound. Dude, the fucking all funk. All just handed like, yeah, what? Yeah. That's a what? badass song. That's one of my favorites on the record. Uh, Dirty Little Girl. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that Nigel just fucking destroyed. Yep. I'm like. Danny Bailey. Dirty Little Girl, All the Girls Love, Alice, and Harmony are my favorite songs on that record. And and uh, like there's like fusion, jazz, blue, and, and he I love that he keeps coming back to Hasn't Had a Bath in Years. Yeah, Hasn't like, Had a Bath in a Year. That, that could mean so many things. So All the Girls Love, Alice. Oh, by the way, that beat is was common back in the 70s. I call it stank beat. Alice Cooper did it a lot. Okay. I bounced. Yes. Yes. I love it. very Stank Beat is a good name for it. Good name for it. Man, I love Stank Beat. It's hard to get away with playing that in Shiner. Well, yeah, does it fit anywhere? I've tried to sneak it in there a bunch of times. Hey, guys, what do you think about it? I don't Like The drummer's talking again. and more hectic Right. Sure. All the girls love Alice. This, this, These lines... Uh, I don't know. Dude, I've turned so many people on that song. All of, all the young girls love Alice. Tender young Alice, they say. Mm. Come over and see me. Come over and please me. Alice, it's, it's my, my turn, turn today. today. <laughs> Next, all the young girls love Alice. Tender young Alice, they say. If I give you my number, will you promise to call me? Wait, Wait till, till my, my husband's, husband's away. I was like, Elton! <laughs> Whoa! I know, right? Holy shit, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that fucking record. That song... Uh, that song in particular might be my favorite on the record. Your sister can't twist, but she can rock and roll. Also a great song. Yeah. Uh, Saturday nights, it's like Benny. I've heard it so yeah, m- so, so many, many times. But the lyrics, once you but, get, once you read the lyrics, you're like, "Whoa, fuck!" You know that's what, crazy. You know what it makes me made me think of the Gunner Brothers. Oh, dude, seriously, <laughs> fucking people up. You know. <laughs> uh, Roy Rogers. Uh, this one, what a cool song! Right, slide guitar, western feel. Right, about him watching, being stuck in front of a TV when he's a little kid. The carpets are paid. Did you for. see the movie, the Elton John movie? No. Oh, it's so good, and you'll it 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 uh, it kind of alludes to these some of these songs. I did, I thought I was gonna hate it because I'm such an Elton fan, and I thought, oh fuck, this movie's gonna suck. Fuck that shit, you know? Because they're not gonna do it right. And then mean? it's not. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't try to do it right. They tried to do their own fucking movie, mm. which is great. It's awesome. 
it took me a second to just be like, this movie's fucking great. Fuck it. The carpets are paid for. God bless the TV. Let them sh- go shoot a hole in the moon. Is that the... Uh... It's, it's 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 not necessarily the refrain. It's just a, a line that stuck out to me. Like, what? Was what? that the, the Roy Rogers song? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was so so I went to Song Facts, which I don't all wrestlers or cowboys and something. Not only a song about Roy Rogers, but a hymn for everyone who lives a boring, humdrum life and yearns to escape. And I was like. I don't know if he's talking about me or if he's talking about you. He could right. be talking about both of us. That's a great, it's such a great song. Uh, social disease. Oh, I fucking love social disease. Is there an instrument that oh, no, y- y- that universally that. makes a human feel better Dude. like the banjo does? Like, I fucking hate the banjo. You hate the it. banjo? Yeah, I hate banjo. Why? Because nobody plays it right. How? Every, everybody plays banjo. So banjo's like, leave the banjo to motherfucking Roy Clark. You know, leave a banjo to the shredders. This buck 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 shit. Turn that off. Roy Clark is where the banjo's at. You like Roy Clark? I don't. I've never listened to him. So he does or does not shred. Oh my god, he's the shredness motherfucker ever. So what about what about the the opening riff to the Rainbow Connection? Is that wrong for the banjo or is oh, it man. right? Yeah, but that's the fucking Muppets. I know, but I love <laughs> you know. It's like, okay, Muppets and Roy Clark are allowed. To- <laughs> I can like both, god damn it. Didn't I they didn't that uh so I'm pretty tell, sure Tell me that opening riff doesn't make you feel good to I'm pretty sure that they abandoned the banjo as soon as the song kicked in. That that might be true. But <laughs> it's the banjo was meant to to indicate that this is a fucking po dunk white trash story. And that was the end of it. You ever seen that Thunderstruck cover uh-huh. with the hillbilly dudes? Uh-huh. Do you like that? that? That rips. Yes. They're ripping. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I mean, the people can be good at it. Right. I'm just saying, the way that you hear banjo in m- most music is sounds like chickens. You know what I'm talking about? And I got my, I'm a washboard. I'm like, okay. I got my Birkenstocks and my good bluegrass festival. I'm hanging out with my fucking IPA beard. Dude. You know what I mean? I feel insulted on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, that's not my scene. Right. No, I I mean I I knew that when you said <laughs> I don't wear flip-flops. <laughs> shoes? I, yeah. I mean feet go inside some shoes. Yeah, I I you know what I like about flip-flops and Birkenstocks? I don't have to fucking bend over to tie them. <laughs> that's Especially true. Especially now with a bad I, back. I do I so I also don't like bending over to tie my shoes with my bad back. So I bought a three, almost three foot uh, shoehorn. That exists? <laughs> yeah, look up shoehorn for old guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> shoehorn uh, for old guys. I think it exists. Um, I, I bought it. It exists. It's like this big. It's silver. It's real pretty. You could use it as a weapon, like a get off my lawn. Right? Yeah. Um, Louis C.K. has a bit. We can't talk about him. He canceled. No, he back. He been back. He been back for a minute. Louis C.K. been back? He's got two specials out. Oh, my goodness. And the first one he put out, he talks about all of his Whacking shit. It? Yes. Okay. And it's like maybe the best special he ever did. Okay. But uh, prior to all that, uh, he talks about getting old uh, and things 
that all, all, all of a sudden are happening, and he feels like it's too soon for those things to be happening. Uh, the first thing is, he's, he goes, I'll just be sitting around watching TV or doing nothing, and then out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, I have to wipe my ass right now. Like, nothing oh, yeah. ha- nothing happened. No, just leakage. But I'm making trips to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. just to wipe my ass. Yeah, just leakage. you got to be careful. The second thing is getting up. It's called man pond. And it's real, and yeah. people do it, and well, I'm not afraid to admit it. In a in a in a special before that, years before that, he he talked about how boxer briefs were, were the best thing that ever happened because tidy whities is just mashed and sweaty and gross, and boxers is too much movement, and boxer briefs are perfect. He's like, uh, with boxers, I just always had like a, like a quarter cup of water just sloshing around. Back there. <laughs> anyway, the second thing in this bit is uh, getting up. If somebody from like from a chair, if somebody calls me from the other room, just come here. No, I need all the information before I decide if oh, it's true. And then if I do have to get up, it's like I'm an old Honda stuck in the mud and like got to kind of rock back. Yeah. Well, see, you have to you have to pre-plan for these things. There needs to be a handle for which like in your car. Yeah. One of these. There Forget. needs to be a handle. I have a yeah. thing in my house. It's a table. It's got casters that lock. Sometimes I just put my foot in front of it so that I could, that table, I can grab onto the table and yank myself up. There you go. So you the gotta, third thing he says or is. Or you got to have like a, like a, like a, uh, what do they call those? Your lazy boy lever that kicks your feet Ooh, out. yeah. Now, you got to have something down here. See, the drummer knows what he's talking about. Sometimes. Yeah, you got to have something like that. The other, the third thing is putting on his socks and how it's the worst oh, part of his day. Because he has to get like on his back and try to like lasso his big toe, and he goes, he goes, I could have a day in the future <laughs> where my grandmother murders my other grandmother, and the worst part about that day would be when I had to put my socks on. <laughs> I, so I'm I'm the other way. This is why I think I might be part hippie. I think that putting my socks on, even though it's pretty hard, is maybe the best part of my day. Not the best, because other cool shit happens. But right. maybe one of the things that reminds me that this is like this is a good thing is that you gotta fucking crank yourself into a position that you know is stretching something. You know something good is coming from this fucking weird crank. You gotta crank. Listen, oh, man. You gotta I, crank. Oh, you crank. Oh, here it goes. That, oh, you're like I'm gonna sit here for a minute because that's helping nah, something. No. Nah. Slide your socks on, and then nope. next thing you know, dude. When I had the two, when I did the two things to recently to mess my for like four days, I had to have my children put my socks on. I couldn't, I couldn't get there. I mean, and it's anyway. This record closes with harmony. <laughs> That's like, what a fucking. It's awesome got song. like a like a Bowie feel to it, almost. A Bowie and Beatles and Beatles. And it's got straight Beatles rip. So so, hell of a closer. When it goes into. When it goes into the refrain, when it's just going, harmony, harmony, mm-hmm. the strings go, harmony, and you don't even hear them come in, harmony, and they do that total fucking Beatles ripoff. Okay. It's so rad. Okay. It only happens one time, and you miss it, and you it's like, it's the most gratifying like they you they, you've built up all this fucking repetition and and tension of the harmony and then and they just you're like oh god thanks man like when the fucking pink floyd alarm clocks are going off 
That it's it's kind of on that level of of relief and uh, gratification. You check um, that part out. Make sure when you get there. You're like, I, oh, I will. Um, man, I, I mean, I, I, I already mentioned that I say this on a lot of episodes, but it's re- it's really kind of like what some of this is all. This podcast is all about, which is the the concept of an album. And you you touched on like the reason why I loved putting on my headphones or even if it just I'm turning on my boom box and I'm, and I'm sitting with the liner notes. I feel like you get transported to the time and this is how I don't know, but it, it, it's always like, okay, Atlantic records is going to pony up for two weeks of studio time, get in there and give us 10 tracks that are for blah, blah, blah. And you guys, maybe, maybe the producers deciding some of the tracks that make it on there and you guys get to choose the sequence and then the cover art. It, it's really uh, like that gal that was on uh, that told me about Bandcamp. She 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 put out her for her album a year ago and says it was a mistake because nobody puts out albums anymore. They only put out songs. No, I put, put the record out. Yeah. That's what I. Anyway, the point of telling you all that is that I really really love the cover art for this. It's fucking beautiful for this album, and I wish that I I probably will buy a copy of it on vinyl or what something. Are you talking about? Goodbye, no, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, oh, dude. I, w- I want to hold. I still have my first copy, and maybe maybe frame it like hot rats behind you there, because oh it's it's a gorgeous picture. Oh yeah, I mean it's and I and I I don't I don't have the back or the inside. I don't even know what they look like. Oh my goodness, you the, know the illustrations on that. It's like when you're a little kid and you're looking at the drawings that they give you. Uh, I mean, that's also. I don't know why I felt connected to that. I, I felt like that that record talked a lot about stuff that was like Hollywood and not Hollywood folklore and like it's got a mysterious element about it. It's so. you know the the Danny Bailey the the gangster the I've seen that movie too the this song it, has no title everything about that take every song takes you some other place and a lot of it feels like Hollywood to me. So, yeah. and like old Hollywood, like, uh, like legendary shit that you, nobody gets to experience. You just get to hear stories about. Right. Right. So when I moved to LA, I was like, this is kind of what I felt. Which you did for a specific cause, right? Well, I'm, uh, that's a fucking other story. I, you and Joel Fry, man. I, I don't know. He went out there to do the weed thing and I went out there because I, I lived in San he Diego. Did, he never said that specifically on social media. Well, I'm pretty sure he did. To grow or be a dispensary just live on live on the farm and, and work with the work with the farm okay talk to him about it. that's a crazy story by the way well i know the story about like uh, the machine guns and a dog yes yeah, yeah. yellow was it brown dog <laughs> brown dog and yellow dog yeah fucked up. <laughs> but you went out there but for that, I, that and when i when i look at that that uh that the trifold elton john record it feels like Hollywood felt to me or like Los Angeles felt to me the first time I went out there. Okay. Like the same sort of like, Oh my God, this is, this is where you go to make it. Well, this is just so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, it's not like anywhere else. Like I didn't go there to make it. Right. Like it's not that to me. It was just like, Oh my God. When I went, when I went to LA, it was like, Oh my God, this is my favorite record. 
Like it just felt the same thing to me. You know what I mean? Like you stepped into Goodbye like I, Yellow yeah, Brick Road. Yeah, like I stepped into it. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. Like it, you like okay. So you go to uh, the Quantum Leap. You style. go to Gower Gulch, right? Gower Gulch is this tiny little strip mall with a fucking with a with a Rite Aid and a Starbucks. It's right across the street from Gower Studios, where they made all those fucking oh, where they made all those westerns. Okay, and like all the okay. Roy Rogers yeah. happened to Gower's Gulch, so like or at the Gower Studios, right across the street from Gower Gulch, and you're like, all those cowboys are painted on the wall when you walk down the fucking you're you're walking to Starbucks and you see all these fucking cowboys and all those like the shitty fucking western paintings and just, they're painted on the wall. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, this is where all that fucking happened, right there across the street. That's cool. And I live right up the street from this. What? I didn't even know. Wait, so what? What did take you out there? Uh, I just wanted to move away from San Diego. What? 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 Uh, no, I thought you went. Oh, KC. I, I went to play. I went to play music with this band, Kingdom of Snakes, with with Jason Blackmore and Bill Gall. And, this, you uh, left KC to do that, uh-huh. and and you landed in San Diego, uh-huh. and then you wanted to get away from San Diego, and you went. I to, mean, yeah, the Kingdom of Snakes was kind of over. I couldn't. I got in a car accident, couldn't play drums anymore, so not. Uh, I just moved up to L.A. What was what? what I don't was, remember exactly the timeline, but I know that a friend of mine was like, "Hey, you want to move up?" to LA I need a roommate and I was like yeah sure what was the skinny behind the car accident um I was going to lunch um actually no I was planning to move up there and I'd already started paying rent when I got in the car accident I was I was between places I was moving my things up there a little bit at a time and I was finishing out my two weeks notice at my job in San Diego uh I'd already started paying rent and I was couch surfing in San Diego at my buddy's house where I used to live, just like crashing the couch. And I had uh, booked a, a lunch. I was like, let's go have lunch with my friend. I don't remember her name now. And she was driving and I was in the passenger seat and we were in the exit lane about to get off to go have lunch on the right hand side. And this truck, um, was didn't didn't see us in the front oh, shit. the semi so the semi did a pit move on us didn't even see us right didn't even know and then we ended up the girl who was driving handled it completely poorly she didn't she basically took her hands off the wheel and didn't touch the brakes or the gas and just went ah! so we ended up in the semi we wrapped around the front of the semi in this tiny little car. And so the semi is just pushing us sideways down the fucking highway. At what speed? Oh, 50. Okay. Until he realizes that he's pushing us and he stopped. He still didn't see you. Oh, yeah. It was 100 feet, 200 feet, something like that. Whatever. It wasn't super far, but it was far enough. And so he oh, it keeps pushing us and he stops. She had never put her foot on the fucking brake. So we rolled out into oncoming traffic, unbeknownst to them. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. They didn't see us coming because we were in front of a semi. Damn, right? dude. And you guys could have been killed. Uh-huh. A couple times. <laughs> so she didn't fuck dip. Dummy didn't put her fucking brakes on. So we wrap around the front of this fucking semi facing the wrong direction and this white car, don't remember what it was. Probably should have got his number. I don't know. He is like half the length down the semi. Like close. Doing 55 or 60. Right? Drills, you guys. Bam! Hits us so hard head on. I, I, 
I, I don't know what happened to him. I feel bad for him because I'm we were too fucked up to even check on the guy. Anyway, so I'm like, God damn! I grabbed the fucking oh shit handle, right? Mm-hmm. And he hit us so hard, we go backwards across four lanes of traffic. Like, they're all coming at me. Oh, God damn, dude. And I'm just like, this is it? Yeah. And all I see, all I remember is the fucking cloud of smoke from the tires. Oh. Just everybody locking it up. And it was like, poof. I thought you were going to say airbag. Oh, no. We didn't get hit. And there was no airbag. No airbag deployment. Weird. Yeah, right. Anyway, so I'll just the smoke from the tires, everybody locking up. Apparently, there wasn't another accident. No way. Nobody hit anybody. Nobody rear-ended anyone. Nobody. Wow. What I, from what I understand, it wasn't another accident. We hit the guardrail, the cement uh, divider between yeah. our highway and their highway, yeah. going maybe thirty-five miles an hour. That's, that's not a, slow. No, that's <laughs> how that's how hard we got hit. God damn. Yeah. So, and she just doesn't break at all. Nothing. Anyway, we hit the thing so hard that I have jerked and torn all the muscles in my shoulder. Of course. And I hit, we hit the wall so hard that my chair breaks, like the fucking thing that holds it down breaks. But the back of the car has jammed so far into the back seat that my chair won't go down. Like it's here. And my my chair just broke into it so i'm laying on, <laughs> i'm laying on the trunk like this like in a lawn chair like this in the pool like it wasn't that far it was like this wow right and so i get up and my door won't open because oh. it's now this big and my door it's jammed okay like it should be this way it's right this way now yeah she pops her door right open no big deal she has a scratch on her ankle goes to the hospital i don't have any scratches but i <laughs> i'm just like can't I'm like, I think I'm okay. She gets on a fucking ambulance and goes to the hospital. And they just leave me there. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? A cop takes me home. They're like, are you okay? And I go, I don't have any scratches and I didn't hit my head or anything. I think I'm okay. But then when I got home, I was like, I can't move my arm. (laughs) Like, I couldn't brush my teeth or do anything. Wipe your ass. I was like. Oh, my God. Like, I couldn't do any of this. Oh, my God. So, did they have to get in there and... No, that I went to a doctor, did some x-rays on me. They're like, you've got some pretty serious tears, but they're like, you could do a surgery and then have to do PT, or you could just do PT with me and I'll fix you be- better. Okay. And I was like, okay, great. And I'm like, awesome. Like I'm way better than I was before. Before the accident? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did like strength training and like, and then I learned once I got up to LA and I learned how to do some stretches and shit. So huh. you know, I'm much better than I was before the accident. Nice. Because I didn't know how to stretch or do anything before that. Yeah. Yeah. But so that was that accident. And then I've never talked to the girl again. I was, I like, was, was going to ask. I can't believe she went. I mean, are you, were you serious when you said a scratch? Yeah, she had a scratch on her ankle. Why, who goes to the hospital? Like, for she, a scratch? Might have, she might have sprained her ankle, but. Okay. I mean, did you did insurance end up taking care of stuff for you? Uh, no. Uh, it wasn't tr- the trucks. The, did the truck keep going? No, no. Oh. The truck pulled over. So we they we we sued a little bit. Okay. And I got like uh uh all my medical got paid and I got like fifteen grand. Okay. But they won't give you anything else. Like I mean, it took me six months. 
Sure. $15,000 for six months. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what my life is worth. But they won't give you shit for soft tissue damage. They won't. Like, if I'd have broken a bone, I would have got 100 Oh, wow. Huh. Speaking of which, um, you, you, when you wrap up a, a tour like you just did, how, how recently? A couple weeks. A couple, couple weeks. Three weeks. Do you, is, is there income that's visible to you? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We pay off all our bills and everything, and then we decide if we want to keep some stuff in the bank, which we usually do. We got to keep a little bit in the cushion. invest for whatever. Well, we just keep it in there in case we have to make new, uh, new records sure, sure. or new yeah. T-shirts, and then we got to pay for all that stuff. And then we have to rent a van, or if we need to go do some studio time, we'll need some. Yeah, money. yeah, we'll need a little uh, startup for tour money and whatever. So we leave a little bit in the bank, but yeah, we get paid. So, but I mean, like if. After your travel and hotel, if there's a hotel, any eating, I mean, well, I keep I keep receipts for everything that I pay for. Okay, and then you get reimbursed. Uh, uh, well, I don't get reimbursed. I get tax deductions. Okay, it's all deductible because I make money on it, and so my, the money that I make is taxable because we don't pay taxes on the money that we make until right. it's tax season. Right. So they say, oh, you made this much money. And I go, okay, cool. Well, this is how much I spent to make that money. Yeah. So it's like every drumstick, sure, every fucking sure. McDonald's on the road, right? Meetings on the road. It's like the 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 lady that does my taxes is uh, a goddamn saint. I need a I need a tax person. Well, she's family, so uh, I don't think she does it for oh, okay. for business. Bummer. She yeah she she is a saint okay. for doing mine. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, so you because it's a comp, mine's a complicated I bet. too. I bet because I have stacks of receipts. Oh my god, yeah. But you don't ever like whether it's two shows or seven shows, you don't ever like come home and, and go to bed and wake up and be like, fuck, I, I, I lost money. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, s- oh yeah, still, yeah, totally. still, I totally lose money, dude. I mean, it's like positive cash flow, so it's like, yeah, there's money coming in, but I'm definitely spending a lot of that money. Okay. So like drumsticks are not cheap and drum heads are not cheap and you know. Right, but I food, mean food doesn't pay for itself. I know, I know, but I mean the drum stuff you, you kind of have to take that lump cuz that's your deal, but I mean generally And it's more expensive than anybody else's I'm shit. I'm sure. I'm sure. But generally speaking, but uh, they they might have to pay taxes on their income. And I have a deductible fucking expense that let me make that money. Okay. Nice. And my rental for my fucking practice space is, it counts. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, man, um, this is, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, what, so let's. It's nine, bro. I know. I gotta roll. You gotta get some food in you. Well, my restaurant's closed now, so I'm gonna uh, get some fucking. Oh, they close? Yeah, well, I mean, they won't they won't serve food anymore. I can go get a drink, but where's your buddy? Their kitchen is he close. waiting? No, not gonna happen. I was gonna call him when I got out of here, but oh, whatever. Sorry, but whatever. Um, so Natty Light. People can find Men of Men and Shiner. Men of Men is only a live thing. Okay, we don't but, have any records. but we but but there's something in the works. There's something coming, maybe. Oh yeah, uh, That's, we're, we're doing. Uh, the, the show at the Lemonade Park. Okay. And I can't guarantee you that this is going to be good, but it'll be weird watching us two drummers play at the same time. Yeah. This is not the thing that you just went and did 
You know, no, that's something different. That's some. So that could be coming. There could be a yeah, men and men the thing. Prostitutes. The prostitutes. Right. <clears throat> but but for sure, people can find Shiner's music at Shiner.net. Yep. And merch. Uh, is, that, it's all. Everything is there. Okay. If you don't want to go at on Shiner.net, link, you there's can a go link to Instagram. Tree. Instagram at uh, at Shiner KC. That's okay. our Instagram and our link trees on there too. Okay. Um, I think the Shiner dot. I think the Shiner KC is a hyperlink on my Instagram too, which is meat suit J- underscore Jason did, Gherkin. Or did meets, we, did we get to why? Oh no, we didn't. Um, so I was out at the, the Viper room one night and we were watching, uh, some band, some band and the, there was a DJ opening and, uh, we decided the girl and I decided that, uh, our DJ name was going to be uh, meat suit. Our DJ. Well, we were going to DJ together and okay. she didn't, she didn't follow through with it. And I am the worst DJ ever. What were you doing? Were you you don't? I just DJ clubs and bars. But and I mean, shit. were you just using software? Or? Uh, no, iTunes. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> They're like me being a DJ is basically me opening my phone and making a playlist. There you go. Okay. And then okay. sometimes I just I'll be like, I'm tired of that song. Skip to the next song. Oh, I got an idea. Jam this one in there and skip to that song. <laughs> That's me being, and also I did a thing where I would hold, uh, I would get some sort of like fake invisible microphone and go around and shove it in people's faces and make them sing along to the song that they didn't know. Okay. I'm ho- the worst DJ meat suit ever. All right. Um, I feel like that, that just reminded me of one other thing that I was going to ask you, but it's already sl- slipping away. Um, seriously, man, thanks for coming to do this. Of course. Um, Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, I always have thought, I mean, we've kind of just hardly known each other, you know, yeah. just passing here and there. And But I've always thought you were a cool dude. Uh, and uh, when I was wrapping up notes for this, uh, I thought of... It's not true. I'm not cool. Uh, the Green Mile. You know that movie very well? Yeah, with the guy that, that had the flies coming out yeah, of his yeah, mouth yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so the second guy that they execute is like this Cajun dude named Edouard Delacroix. And mm-hmm. he's the one that develops the relationship with the mouse. Oh yeah. Mr. Jingles. Yeah. Um, and when, so when it's his time, when it's, when they come to his cell for his, you know, he comes out and he's got a good relationship with all the guards and he, you take the mouse and he just looks up at him and says, I sure wish I could have met you guys somewhere else. You know, it's kind of like the last, mm. and and it's like that, that. It's such a like a tender notion for you know whatever. I don't know. I just I thought of it. It's like you know, uh, funny that I met you. Yeah, and you go and holy shit, you work here. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice for us to have met as different people? Right, right. Yeah. But it's also cool that we met the way way we met. And, yeah. Um. So there. Did Anna say yes or no? To. When I asked her, <laughs> she, she knew I was standing there. Uh, but if you wanted to give her a buzz now, I'm sure she would say yes. Because uh, I know inside that mind is uh, is a very complex. It's like somebody put water in the in the radiator for the life of it, and then and then. You know. uh, but um, I she she I mean who doesn't love a, a compliment? But she is. 
like that fires up all the cylinders, you know. So I'm sure that, <laughs> and she has a shitty, shitty memory, but I guarantee you she remembers that because she was probably like Jason Gherkin. Oh, good lord! Down. But, oh goodness! I mean, you kind of. She came after me, and you know, you, you're you're. Let, n- no offense intended, but your legend status was not quite reaching all the staff like it did like when I started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the legend. Uh, oh, I now I remember what it was. Um, do mm-hmm. you do you remember <laughs> in like oh, it would been like oh four oh five. I'm like the legend is humorous and embarrassing. Just so you know. Well, I mean. 0405 there used to be this girl that we both would talk to like on MySpace MySpace eh I think yeah and and she was she was really really good looking and she was either in LA or in Canada um this isn't ringing a bell at all nope I mean do you remember her name no of course not I mean it's fucking 20 years ago um but we t- we talked about her a number of times. I, I mean, she, who it was. she was super, super, and like, I mean, smoke show, like, super good looking. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I felt, I felt like he used to maybe travel to see her once or twice. But the yeah, the, the the exchanges between the two of you were like, you know, I think he's gonna porker us. I mean, like, it, it was it was very intriguing. I, was. I know, I know. I wonder if I porked her. <laughs> Legend status says probably so. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, I wish I remembered now. Yeah, maybe it'll come to you. I mean, that's why you do that shit, right? So you can remember it. I know. Mm. Sad. Um, when you're like, okay, brain, this is amazing. Retain this. Yeah. Hang then, on to that one. Hey, brain, where's it? What do you mean? You what do you mean? Ha- you, you forgot? <laughs> What'd you do with it? No, 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 no. Yeah. You're supposed to put that someplace where you uh-huh, remember it. Uh-huh. Um, but I just, I really, uh, so do the, the Jason before you, uh, my path musically just somewhat organically always drifted from heavy metal. Uh, and then, and then I, and then eventually I was kind of, you know, steering and being like, that that's not for me. Um, so he chose, uh, electric by the cult. I had Good never one. listened to the Colt. It's the uh, anniversary of that record at was all, last week. and I was really pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. That was the turn. That was a the corner turning record for me in high school. That's what he. That's why he picked it because it was for him too. Yeah, that was the record I listened to in high school with my buddies that turned me from uh, classic rock to yes, maybe alternative rock. Exactly, and so for from there for him he went like Jane's Addiction yeah, and all me these too. other. So, but but where did he go after that? I mean, you get to Jane's Addiction, and then and you're in the late '80s, and then what happens if that? Maybe you're gonna have to watch the episode. What? Did you? You, you, you said I did actually uh, turn on a couple of them. I didn't. I didn't hear that one though. But is that a new one? Yeah, it's it's not even out yet. Oh, I'm dropping it no Thursday. Wonder. I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, did uh, did you tune out because you were bored or thought it was not interesting, or you just had something else going on for what? Whenever you checked out, what this was. Oh, I was just trying to figure it out. I was like, who? Okay, so what is this fucking podcast? What am I getting myself into here? Mm-hmm. And so I was just checking out to see what people said and what, what you all were talking about. And 
see what Cheryl's interactions with the people. It's like you're fucking you're hanging out with your buddies. Right. It's yeah. just it's just a bullshit hang. Yeah, hanging but, out with your buddies. But a lot of people are like, absolutely not. Don't want to be recorded. Don't want to be on the internet. I'm not a music person. Yada yada yada. I'm like, what? what are you, Come on. I'm not going to sit here and grill. You're not taking a test to like. Get it's your, not a. It's not a. What's the? What's the? Uh, it's rocket not, science. It's not Mad Libs. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the cult, knowing their name and having like a just a vague, uninformed notion of what they, their sound might be like, pleasant surprise. Elton John, I think that I, I know all. I mean, one of my earliest memories uh, is. Can we stop real quick? My fucking one of my best friends in the world, John Tempesta, is currently the drummer for the cult. Wait, say that again. Yeah. John Tempesta is one of my coolest, oldest friends, and he's the drummer for the cult. Wow. That's awesome. I know. What a weird fucking circle that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of my earliest memories is uh, when when Elton wrote, um, I've Been Knocking. Do I know that one? It's, it's Empty Garden. Empty Garden's the name of the song. Um, oh, right. John Lennon. Uh-huh. Can't You Come Out to Play? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't care for that one, obviously. Oh, what? Come why? on. Why? Because I, I didn't... I, that a, song does not feature Nigel or D. Well, but it's a beautiful notion. Yeah, so what? I mean, sometimes you need that. Do I do beautiful notions? I mean, Come maybe on. maybe in a future life you might. Uh, and then and then he had another one uh, where there's... He keeps saying, uh, rolling in the sheets. Uh, rolling like thunder. That one. Under, Under the cover, I guess that's why. Yeah. What I mean, anyway, that's I th- after I stopped listening to him. Okay. Point being, I thought I had a pretty good Elton John discography <laughs> on file. When I <laughs> dove into this album, I was like, "Holy I, shit!" Whoa. Wait, there's other shit even before that. That's like, man, I don't. So, Goodbye Yellow Road is my favorite because it's it, that that record did something to me yeah i listened to it and looked at it there's a lot of other songs that i really liked that are before that but i didn't that the records didn't fucking just crab um, you yeah they didn't imprison me like that one did right wow the songs are great yeah and i still love them and there's a, a good two handfuls of songs on his previous records but i the fucking uh, good brain yellow brick road creme de la creme. Oh, I would just fucking put the handcuffs on me, man. It's got it's good stuff, man. I and put I, a ring on it. I never would have uh, if you wouldn't have said yes. I may I ne- might never have gotten there. So thank you. Check out here's some other shit you get to fucking check out that you might not have ever checked out. Uh, Tejas by ZZ Top. Oh, I I you good? I, I got the discography. All right, uh, that's all you. That, that's. Tejas. I mean, most most Trace Ombres is good too, but Tejas is. I mean, one of the most. I mean, John John Paul Jones, a most underrated bass keyboard player mm-hmm. in rock, in my opinion. ZZ Top, most underrated outfit. Mm-hmm. They fuck. Did you watch their? How about Skinner? How do you feel about Skinner? I'm good. Don't like him, or you know it. Well, so I did, I've I was telling this, in this previous episode. Uh, I I oldies. I kind of came out of the womb mm-hmm. and, and lived in that bubble until like seven eight nine somewhere mm-hmm. and then kind of like started being aware of the radio and okay we got you have, know, you, have you done their b-sides yet n- no but i i've did badly badly hurt myself one in, song okay 
I can do that. Let me look. Let me make sure I got the title right on this one. <laughs> what song is it you want to hear? It's one song, and it's I. I've had people turn the corner on Skinner because of this. They've listened to them differently because of this song. I just have listened to too much classic rock in dude, general. Dude, you don't want to hear that shit no more. Uh-uh. I, I, I'm it, with you. It's painful. I am with you. It's called I Ain't the One. What record's it off of? Pronounced Leonard Skinner. Oh, I know that record. It's the first song. Okay. Now, that whole record is a ripper, but there's too many fucking hits on it. Oh. But that one song is the, it's so much better. Like you don't need to let, you don't need all the rest of that shit. <laughs> that song. That song. Oh my goodness. All right. Ooh, that's, that almost sounded. Uh, it's easy to Yeah. It uh, fucking rips, dude. Billy, Billy, not Billy Gibbons. Uh, Dusty. Dusty Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't the one. It's a fucking ripper. Okay. Uh, pe- people can have you make a drink for them at the Golden. At the Golden Ox, they can. Golden Ox. I, I like to tell everybody I'm a Jack and Coke bartender. Okay. That. Meaning you're not fucking mixologist. Uh, I'm not a mixologist. <laughs> Everybody says, "What's your favorite drink to make?" And I'm the one that makes you stop talking to me. It's, no, I like talking. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Just, I don't touching twelve different yeah. things to make a, a Can- drink. Candying and, ginger for six hours. I don't and, get it. And I mean, I'll do it if you make me do it. I can follow a recipe. I'm not right, an idiot. Right. But I'm not a mixologist. Right. So when people come and ask me, "What's your favorite thing to make?" It's whiskey in a cup. And people are like, oh, what's your best whiskey? I want to have an old-fashioned with it. I'm like, god damn, you're a fucking ruined good whiskey? Just put it in a cup and drink it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah, I'll make you a drink. Kay. But I'd rather shoot shit. Right. And then they can find the meat suit on the on the gram yeah. and the, the shiner on the gram. And, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that both of those, that you're, at least your place, your gram will announce if the prostitutes or men of men have something that people can go Oh, for consume. sure. For okay. sure. Cool. Oh, also, I did play. If anybody likes punk rock, I played on a record uh, with the, my Los Angeles punk rock band called The Birth Defects. Okay. You ever hear that? Do you ever check that out? I don't think so. Okay, so the first record we did was car- called uh, The First Eight Mistakes. That sounds intriguing. Oh, dude, it's fucking badass. I love that record. Is it so, available somewhere? Uh huh. You can listen to it on Spotify. So the guitar player uh, was Petey Dammit from the OCs. And the bass player, who is a fucking insane bass player and a better drummer than I am, uh, was the drummer for Bleached okay. for a while. Although I'm sure he's not, well, that's not his claim to fame because it's a fucking punk rock band and he's an insanely good musician hmm. across the board. Uh, and then my buddy Jason Finazzo, um from San Francisco and it was just the four of us trying to annoy everyone and make ourselves laugh and the band is called Birth Effects and the and, album is called The First Eight Mistakes yeah First Eight Mistakes and um, it came out in like 2012 do does the listener like get does the, do they get the question what are the first eight mistakes answered by no, listening no the songs are the first eight mistakes and we are the Birth Effects the songs are the first eight mistakes. Yeah, but we're, we're just each... fucking around, fucking up. Okay, okay. Wow, that's a little. A we little really, meta. we really intended to annoy. Listen to it. 
We intended to annoy the listener, and everybody fucking loved it, and the songs are great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All it's, right. It's, it's horribly annoying. Uh, but it's great. There's a song called Party Suicide on it. There's a video for Party Suicide on YouTube in which the singer has a giant rolled up $100 bill. It's about this big and does a huge fat rail of cocaine. <laughs> it's great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, there are tell lots your, of drugs involved. In tell your buddy. <laughs> I mean, that, that, now I'm interested. Yeah. Tell your buddy I'm sorry that uh, Regaza had to get bumped to ah, another cest time. Levi, as they say. Right? Is that, is that how they say it? Cest Levi. Proper cest pronunciation. Look Levi. Jason Gherkin. Thanks, brother. Hey, thank you. See ya. Let's go eat. Actually, I have to pee first. I have to pee too. <laughs>